Hello, everybody, and welcome. We're back. It's Knights of Evening Star here on the D&D channel. I'm your Dungeon Master, Mark Shulik Humes. And as always, I'm joined by four incredible, heavenly, celestial beings Ooh, that are wow. my players. Uh, I am joined by Anna Prosser, Jonathan Indovino, a.k.a. Shady Penguin, Nate Sharp, and of course, Mika Burton as well. Welcome, dearest friends. How are we all? Have you ever reversed the names? Have you ever been Hume's Sherlock Mark? <laughs> I have not. I have never reversed the name. I can say that. It's uh, it's very dangerous. It's like well, reversing the uh, polarity of a tachyon beam or some nonsense. I'm just um, saying consider it. Okay. All right. I will do. I will yeah. put that. Maybe jumble it up. Maybe uh, Sherlock Hume's Mark rather than just mm. fully reverse the fam. Yeah, that, that flows way better than whatever I said. Good, good stuff. How's everyone been? Is everyone well? Well. Anything exciting? It's exciting uh, that none of us are sick. That yeah. is exciting. That's a great In this thing. this moment. Freshly mm -hmm. boosted today. I, I nice. am fresh. I've got my, my booster, so I'm good. Um, Mark, you oh, yeah. honestly, I have to say, because we didn't say this before we started recording, you look good right now. Like, you do. Right? You Thank do. You. Like, that shirt I have a is dewy like, glow. Yeah, you got a glow. The shirt that you're wearing is like very flattering. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, yeah, it's. I don't know if good it's the fresh booster or if you just like. I think it's like, a booster. I think it's a booster. That's it. Oh, you get look your booster, good. People. You get your booster. <laughs> yeah, I got my booster. You should get your booster. Shady's gonna pay you a compliment if you get yours. He's gonna tell you that you sure, look good. He's gonna tweet at honestly, every single individual person that says they. Get oh God, booster. no! Stop! I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and your heart's gonna docky docky a little bit when he says that to you, just sure. like mine did. Uh, because look Aww. at this handsome man. He's handsome. He's so handsome. Uh, well, that's good. Everyone's not sick. Uh, I got a compliment, so I'm winning. Uh, speaking of winning, though, let's all win by playing some Dungeons & Dragons. How about that? Uh, you, can't win today? you can't win. What? Well, that attitude, you can't. Guys, let me tell you something. Yeah. Every time I play D&D with you, yeah. I win. Oh, wow. There it is. <laughs> and 20 people just left because it's just too sappy. We want blood. Blood. <laughs> they well, can't handle the sugar. Yeah. Well, you if you want blood, stick around. There might be some blood. No. Um, <laughs> I put into, we have a little group chat for Nights of Evening Star where we organize stuff. And, you know, when I'm planning sessions, I think some, this is a good thing to do as a DM. Just check in with your players and be like, do you guys fancy anything? Do you, do you have like a particular preference? Do you want to do some social? Do you want to do some exploration? I got a very big resounding like, we want to fight stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, I'm just, no spoilers, but I'm just saying, you know, check in with your players, see what they want to do. Are you saying that we're feral, Mark? Are you saying? No. Are you exposing us? <laughs> I'm saying you're feral. The others yeah, are not fair. so much. You <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> You were like in there straight away. Look, um, we've done a lot of homework. We've done a lot of math. Yeah, we've done, there's been a whole lot of math. Stuff. So much yeah. math. Yeah. You know what you there's don't been... have to do when you're murdering? Do math. Well, you do have to do a little bit of math uh, because it is D&D &D and math is involved. It's fair. Um, but only a little, only a little bit of math. But we've been doing a lot of romance, uh, which we'll get to in the little recap and stuff like that. There's been a lot of socializing. There has been a lot of spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but things are things are sort of happening in, in Evening Star. Uh, speaking of which, would you like a little recap on what happened in our previous episode? Yes, love please. It. Lovely. Just checking in with Nate. All good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like checking in. I like checking in with you. Cool. So, last time on Knights of Evening Star, the Council of Rule, the nobles and advisors of Evening Star, have begun to shape the township's future. 
Having spent time debating and deciding on the kingdom's development for the month, as well as helping to name some of the features in the town that had yet to be detailed, including the new blacksmith, a Kenku called Donk Wobble, uh, who, creates some, who created some new armor for Clive of the Wildmane as well. The party then completed their task for Lady Vanifer Braywinter, a reclusive noblewoman who had sent them to retrieve the magical lantern called the Darklight from her family's former home, earning a considerable payday, as well as a bonus for giving her a potion of longevity, and the deed to the lands around Castle Braywinter was their reward. Returning to Evening Star, settling in for the evening and relaxing, uh, I believe that uh, Elissa, uh, the blade captain of Evening Star, paid a visit to uh, a certain Lady Lady Mithras, uh, Magister Mithras, and they had a, a lovely conversation. But whilst that happens... If this were a movie, if this was cinematic, um, as we see the knights, the sort of the candlelight, uh, candlelit windows of Starwatch Keep, your keep that overlooks uh, the, the town of Evening Star, we see, you know, people going to bed, the candles are lit as people retire to their bedchambers. Perhaps we even see uh, Blade, Blade Captain Alyssa sort of leaving uh, Zara's tower to head back to the barracks or some such, um, or perhaps going in, we don't know. Uh, there is another figure. Clad in a green cloak, they slip past the guards, the sentries that patrol the walls of Starwatch Keep, uh, silently, seemingly mystically. They tread their way across the courtyard and slip into the keep itself. Who are they? Who do they seek? We don't know. But as they do so, others dream. Agnes, sleep overtakes you. The exhaustions of running the kingdom, of meeting the people, eventually take you and you find yourself slumbering and your dreams begin to form. You find yourself in an old wood. Much of it has been cleared, burnt away. The bracken, the branches, the leaves on the ground reduced to ash. You find yourself standing in a wide clearing, circular, perfectly so, as you begin to make your way walking through, you begin to see at first what you think are fireflies. They begin to glow brighter. Their flames become bright orange as nine flames appear within the very air itself and they stretch themselves out encircling you around this grove until you are completely surrounded. They burn so brightly that eventually your vision becomes naught but orange and yellow flame. And a voice speaks out from these flames to you. Daughter of fire, much time have you spent caring for your nest of sticks and stones of the short, flickering candles that surround you. You feel there is a sense of chastisement, but also pride combined in, in, the, in this speech. And you know that this is a deep, primordial spirit that is conversing with you. Fire can nurture, can give life and help growth. But if you truly wish to be a child of flames, you must do more. With that last line, the flames almost seem to pulse uh, with each kind of sentence. You get a sense that this is, this is no actual figure, but they're flames themselves. Uh, what do you, 
what do you do you say anything do you is there a way that you would respond or is there a way that agnes is feeling in this moment do you have any questions if i sense that it's a primordial spirit i think i'll take a knee like Mm -hmm. kind of a warrior knee and Mm -hmm. i will say um do more what do you mean it speaks again fire burns fire consumes fire destroys so that new life can begin the druids of wildfire our circle this ancient order of which you have joined we can help life but we must also know what it means to devour it three tasks we set before you agnes five flames complete these tasks and you will ascend there is a moment and the flames pull back and you now see that kind of once again this kind of burnt down grove where a wildfire has clearly ravaged it and where there was ash and dead blackened wood you begin to see sproutlings small plants just poking their way through the now fertile soil that the ash has nourished fire cleanses away the dead earth burns away corruption and infestation clears ground for new roots to take seed you know this but you do not know it you must scorch the land You must clear away the dying brush so that it may be replanted. Spirit, these are precepts I know well. I have studied them. I believe them. But what are the tasks you ask of me? Surely not to burn Evening Star. (sighs) The flames grow in a flash, uh, a sort of fickle moment of anger. Your home, this land you care for. It does not need to be burnt. But there are other lands full of disease, of corruption, dead woods, old places that must be cleansed. For if new life is to grow, these places must be renewed. It doesn't give you a sense of... You get the sense that there is a task here, but it is this spirit isn't going to probably communicate it. And you would understand from your teachings in the circle that these moments where that when nature specifically reaches out to you, it's as much about you exploring the lesson as it is fulfilling it. It's about mm-hmm. you kind of figuring this stuff out as much as it is. You do see the flames kind of burn away for a moment and now the air becomes chill a wind begins to blow through and these nine flames that were once so bright shrink down until they are but sputtering, flickering embers upon the ground. And the voice is there, whispered though it is, but no less powerful. Fire is the rampaging inferno, but also the quiet ember that faces the bitter wind, its light flickering in ragged bursts. When you have become the ember, you will understand. There's like actually a tear in Agnes's eye because that was so beautiful and speaks to her so much. The like 
the image of being an ember against the wind because she doesn't want to destroy, but she wants to use fire to create. So she kind of bows her head and says, I will always strive to be that ember and when necessary to be that cleansing fire. Am I right spirit in understanding that you speak more to matters of the heart and of family than to stone and wood and charcoal. The spirit doesn't respond. Mm. My apologies. No more questions. No, it, it, it's, it's not that. It's, it's, you don't even get the sense it's an apology. You get the sense that maybe the spirit doesn't really understand what those, those matters of heart you mean are. Like, mm. uh, this is, you get the sense that this is not a, this is not a human sentience. This is, this is, this is the essence of fire and this is right. the essence of the earth. So things like, you know, your brother and things like that, it doesn't really make that connection. Uh, but it probably would say something along the lines of like, we are all bound. All are united by blood. The wood, the charcoal, it comes from the tree that once bore life. It is for you to decide, you to understand, to learn the lessons of the circle of fire. Our final task, a more direct, seek out a fire spirit of great strength and power. Whether you dominate it, whether you destroy it, whether you bring it into yourself, will mark the trial. Three tasks we set. Three tasks the circle bears against you. Claim them and you will ascend and be granted a mantle worthy of six flames. I With bow and say mm. my humble thanks. But spirit, why me? You have been taught the ways but you do not yet understand. As a parent, as a child, as an oak, as a seed, the lessons will be passed on. Thus the circle is complete. And you, all this whole time, like the fire is kind of raging around you and it builds. And then you begin to feel this disconnection. You begin to feel light and airy. Your vision begins to fade. Uh, you still have time if there's questions, but you can feel that this, whatever this communication, this communion is, is coming to an end. I just kind of bow and say, mm. I will burn as brightly as I can. That seems to please the spirit. You get the sense that the fire kind of like pulses in, uh, in, pr in pride uh, at that. And then you begin to, the heat begins to dissipate from your limbs. You begin to feel uh, just kind of that, that dark sleep of no dreaming kind of take, take over kind of thing. And you begin to fade away. Um, I will send you a uh, a very a, a personal quest, which will have uh, some sort of reminders about these three tasks. But they're not going to be specific. They are going to be sort of a little bit more vague and uh, druidic to be to be worked out and to be sort of meditated upon. Um, and we can talk, but we can talk about those as well and uh, talk about those obviously. But yeah, cool. a little little something for Agnes to work towards. Um, Thank you. Whilst that dream goes on, Tarkle. And I'm sorry, uh, Mika and Nate, I will get to you, but there's just some, some setups here. Uh, if you have any questions or if there's stuff you want your characters to be doing, just 
jump in, put a hand up or whatever, and we'll jump in with you guys. I just had some stuff planned for these two. Um, Tarkle. Mm-hmm. Would, does Tarkle go to, go to sleep? You know, would, would Tarkle be up quite late or, or does Tarkle sleep? You know, what, what are the kind of arrangements? What's kind of Tarkle's kind of usual habits uh, when retiring for an evening? Um, I think at this point, he's probably pretty... I would say he's, he's asleep before midnight. Uh, I would imagine that he's kind okay. of uh, walking the grounds until like 11, 1130, okay. I guess. All right. Sure. You are, you know, asleep. Uh, you know, you're, you're a half elf, so maybe it's not necessarily full sleep, but a kind of deep meditative trance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, lying there, sort of recovering your strength. You awake with a with a start, feeling somebody sort of holding your arm and and quite tightly like tightly gripping your arm and and looming over you like you kind of come to a start awake uh it's completely dark you it takes a second for your dark vision to kick in like what's like tarkle's immediate sort of reaction uh if i feel someone gripping my arm tightly i if i can move my other arm i try to grab my kiss of silver immediately yeah, well, you can magically kind of like summon it yeah. like whoosh, from the mm-hmm. from the sheath. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as soon as you have the blade in hand and that begins to give off that so- like soft silver glow, it illuminates the face of the person in front of you. And looking down, ragged, uh, well, not ragged, but sweat, uh, hair sort of like falling over half of her face, but with a very wild look is Willow Song. And she looks deep into your eyes and it's like, Tuckle, we must get up. You have to get up now. Uh, what's going on? You have to get up. Where, where's your armor? Do you, you have your weapon? Do you, something's happened. Um, there are things after me. We need to talk now, immediately. You, you should get your, your, you should get your sister and your friends. Let them, let them know that there, there is danger. There's danger for the keep, for the town, for you, for you, Tarkle, and and maybe them as well. I, I've. And she kind of looks, and you see that the she's like glancing around, like constantly looking out the window. Um. But she hasn't let go of your like arm. She's basically gripping onto it. And there is a there's definitely like she feels stronger than you remember. Like the, the grip is quite tight. Um and there's a lot of the softness from her voice is gone. Uh and she just looks and says, I'm afraid that my mother is quite angry. And I fear that well, she wanted we we you need to get you and your friends ready now b- before anything arrives i know that at least two maybe three followed me here you need to get them now Tarkle. i'm i'm not joking okay uh, so i just i i spring out i guess uh mm-hmm. is she following me if i had to start yeah like she yeah she won't leave her side so like if you're putting your armor on like if you're taking time to like get your leather armor on and stuff like that or whatever you wear like she is like she goes up to the door and stealthy as anything you've never seen her move so quietly like she's like glancing down the corridors um she has what looks to be like a kind of chris dagger or kind of like curved blade in her hands like you didn't see that she was wielding it before um and she's kind of got that like raised up so that if anybody came in she would you know jab them as soon as they walk past wow um, okay yeah so i'd get my i'd get my cloak and my leather arm on quickly and then i'd probably head I'd head to the closest room, uh, whatever the okay. layout is. I feel like in it'd, my probably, mind, it'd be it Agnes. Be, it would be Agnes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think like Agnes and, and Clive would be the next one. And then Azara has her tower, which is That's right. uh, separate from the actual bedrooms of the keep. It's like slight, slightly separated. Um, but yeah, you, you go up to Agnes's door and, and yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll just knock panickingly, like, sister, yeah. sister, wake up. I, uh, I don't know. How do I wake up? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do silly things like rolling to wake up and stuff like that. I think like if you heard like banging on your door and your brother calling out, you would. I kind of. Yeah, like, it maybe takes you a moment where you're like, wait, did did, did Tarko just call me? And then yeah, you realize you've woken up. I think up. we've established that Agnes doesn't wake up quickly, so uh, yeah. she'll kind of like open the door with a squint and like rub her eyes and be like, what? What? There's there's danger, Agnes. We have to get. We have to move. Uh, uh, I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going to grab uh, blind man. I'm going. Uh, I'll. I'll. Uh, okay. What? Uh, uh, wait, so when when um, Tarkle moves off to Clive, mm-hmm. uh, Willow Song will lean in um, and and look at you, Agnes, and uh, just sort of look you up and down and just say like, "Be ready, Crown Silver. Like we need to be ready. Uh, armor, whatever you wear, whatever you wear in battle, something is coming. I've." Something has pursued me here. Um, and then she moves immediately to Tarkle. Like, she just immediately steps off. Um, All right. I guess I go kind of, like, ready uh, myself real fast. Try and pull yourself together. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tarkle, you move over to, to Clive's. I think I think what I would do for Clive is I would bang on the door and I would scream, Clive, there's a battle that's going to happen. I'm going to grab a Zara. <laughs> and then assume that Clive is going to be excited. I don't know. Okay, uh, sure. So I, I bang, I bang, and I say that. And then, do I hear anything from inside his room? Uh, what what like time of night is it? Uh, it's probably sort of like one, two a.m. This is uh, you know after after most of you, I'd say most of you have had enough time to have a long rest. Um, make sure that you're all long rested, which I think you guys were anyway, because I don't think we've had any combat. So, so actually, before you even start knocking, when you walk up to the door, you just hear like loud footsteps really fast and like things being knocked over and banging. Uh, Clive, Clive, and then okay, then I bang on the door. Clive, uh, is someone in there? Door opens. Tackle. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Clive, so, something has pursued Willow Song here. Uh, we have to be ready for battle. Ah, all right then. Be out in a minute. Slam it shut. <laughs> I want to ask what Clive was doing, but I can't. That's not, <laughs> that's not what Tarko would do right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you don't know. I guess we'll never know. Uh, for the audience's though, sake, Nate, I would very much like to know. <laughs> oh, uh, he's doing the cat thing where at like two in the morning, he just has random energy and just like, is just knocking like, shit over and like causing <laughs> chaos in his room. Yeah. He's like doing push-ups and like working out and stuff like that. Yeah, he's just like he's just doing like, squats. Oh, I'm up. Time to cause chaos. And then he would Amazing. he would have fallen back asleep in like an hour. Okay, but for the moment he's awake. Um, so he's yeah, sleeping like, on a table or something, all curled up. Clive, Clive starts like putting on your new armor and gathering your shield and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so as you, as you move away from Clive's door, um, Willow Song will grab your arm. You're going to go wake up the the, the mage, yes, uh, Azara. Yes, Az- Azara, yes. I, she does not trust me, Tarkle, but I need you to convince her to listen to me at least for now. And I will reveal, I know she will have many questions and I will answer them. But you need to trust me on this. Yes, I know. I owe you the most and I I need to tell you a lot. But you need to go and get Azara ready. For Evening Star, she'll fight. And the rest, we'll figure out. And I'm just going to take off to the tower. Sure. Uh, Willowstone won't go with you to Azara's tower. Okay. She knows that Azara doesn't like it. <laughs> so she's just like what? she. I mean, <laughs> she knows. Come on, you've made it very clear. I, I dislike is a harsh word. I would say deeply hate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deep. 
deathly hate. There we go. Um, and she knows that. Yeah. Um, so she she will actually kind of wait for Clive and uh, and Agnes in the corridor of the main keep. Um, so yeah, so Tarkle, you you make your way. You actually have to go outside to reach uh, Zara's tower. So you spread across the courtyard. Do you do you want to do anything while you're doing it, or are you just bombing it straight to Azara and you're just like go go? I mean, go. if there's if there's a quick way for me to parkour up a wall and get there quicker, then I'm gonna yeah, do I that. Think, I think that is Tarkle's Tarkle's vibe, 100. percent Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think like we see you kind of like slide over the grand table of like the downstairs keep, rather than having to walk all around it. You just kind of vault over, whoosh, slide across it, maybe sort of you know throw open the door, uh, sort of throw the knife to kind of like whoosh, knock the door open and then slide out, kind of thing. Being, you're cool. You're, you yeah, can, we can say no role. Tarkle's cool. Yeah, but yeah, you 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 reach Azara's tower. So same thing. I'm gonna bang on the door, Azara. Zara, wake up. There's there's danger. Zara kind of like, she's so used to middle of the night danger in different castles that this doesn't mm-hmm. change her. She like opens the door gently in her like dressing gown and has like a magical face mask on. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Are we talking life or death? Are we talking I'm, Clive I'm, got stuck in a net again? Are we talking? Oh, there, there's there's some things pursuing uh, Willow Song, the follower here to the keep. And she said that we're all in danger. So um, I will roll her eyes. And like, oh, your magical dragon girlfriend says we're all in danger. I wonder if she did it. Azara's not happy in the morning. Like she hasn't had yeah. her coffee. Like you woke her yeah. up. She was getting her beauty sleep. I, I've never, I've never seen her like this, Azara. And I, just be ready to fight. That's all. I don't want you to get hurt because of something that, yes, yeah, something Willow Song may have brought here. Willow Song, you're. Probably evil dragon girlfriend. Yes, yes, I'll be down. Not a dragon. She, she like just closes the door in his face. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, it, and, and my assumption, by the way, Mika, is that yeah. Elissa is, did not stay the night or anything like that, so she's no. not there. Yeah, okay. That, yeah. I assume that because <laughs> that does matter because I did give Elissa the Elissa does have combat stats for like joining you in battle and stuff now. So I, I think I, I, knowing that before Zara closes the door, she'll be like, "I'll get Elissa," and then okay. shuts the door. Sure. Um. Okay, yeah, but to save time, like, now that everyone's kind of woken up, we've had a bit of the RP, like, you guys can all agree to meet, like, you guys can all, like, assemble, like, in the main keep or something like that. Uh, what What's the plan? Like, is there a particular area that you want to be? You have, like, your main sort of, you know, not quite throne room, but audience chamber um, with the big sort of war table, like, the sort of, like, table that you kind of manage evening star from. You've got the corridor upstairs with all the different bedrooms. Um you know, Azara's tower, like, where where do you guys think that you would sort of, like, all gather? Um, I would... Where would Tarkle gather them, I guess? Like, where would... Uh, yeah, I would... I honestly would have pushed to meet us, have us meet outside the keep. Okay. So that... So, so like, in can, the courtyard? Yeah. Okay. Just so, like, we can see if anyone... I mean, well... No, I'd want to meet, like, outside the keep. Right, like, okay, so actually head en- out. The front entrance, yeah, like, because I don't want anyone to come in and destroy the keep, or I need to, we need to be able to see if the town's under attack or anything like that. Okay, sure, all right. There's not enough information. Um, cool, all right. Yeah, after a moment of time, um, yeah, Elissa does make her way, uh, will join if Azara goes and sort of, like, lets her know what's going on as well. Um, none of the others, like, none of the other staff, like Dusk and, and the other staff probably won't. Uh, they've probably heard it, asked what's going on, but they're not combatants, so they're kind of staying out of it. Um, but yeah, you all gather um, under the sort of main uh, fortress gate. So there is like a large gate that comes into Evening Star with a sort of guard tower on either side of it. Um, it's only a small guard tower. These aren't like huge. You can 
maybe fit like one or two archers up there and that's kind of about it um so you want to be outside those main gates is that the plan tackle like bring everybody outside the keep and then so you can look down into the town and that's where you kind of want to gather everybody yeah okay just for uh, just for uh reference sure. did, did you uh mark did you play uh uh gears of war uh i've 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 seen some gears of war but i've not fully played it okay no. have you seen when someone spams the role and like oh i guess it's like dark souls that is <laughs> dark, dark souls role like it yes how clive, clive moves, moves at 2 a.m yeah. he's just jumping and yeah. he's spamming oh. dodge yeah. Yeah. yeah he makes a noise like <laughs> <laughs> like just constantly just and like the link roll and stands up next to one everyone's just like <sighs> gets his stamina back nice <laughs> yeah the green bar goes back up um <laughs> perfect yeah uh so yeah you you all kind of gather and you can and, and all of you immediately can see that yeah willow song is like paranoid as hell like she is she's like glancing around um she's like click, keeping an eye on the sky and she's looking down into evening star as well like trying to see if like there's anything going on um yeah uh seeing this again for flavor text azara's hair is like still braided up in a bun i feel mm -hmm. like over her normal clothes she still has her like comfy robe on because it's so <laughs> early in the morning okay yes i love it she she's like, put, like sexy wizard robe on and then she has dressing gown over the yeah, top of it. I like it. She's like, it's, it's a little chilly it's out. Yeah, you know? I was going to say. It's two yeah. in the morning. This isn't, this isn't a good situation. She kind of like looks over at Willow Song and is like, so what doom have you brought on us at whatever <sighs> ungodsly time of the morning this is? I've come to warn you of, I've come to warn you of some danger, especially to Tarkle. But I have had pursuers chase me, yes. But they won't just be coming for me. They'll be coming for Tarkle, and I imagine, well, at least Agnes and yourself, Magister. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that uh, I don't think that my mother knows too much of Clive just yet, or sees sees him as too much of a threat. Still just rolling around like ten feet away. Okay, yeah, she she probably says that last bit about like not thinking Clive's a threat whilst he's rolled away and like whispers it, uh, but she. She will look around and say, something has pursued me. Yes, I had to flee. I escaped and things were sent after me. So what you're saying is now, correct me if I'm wrong here, and Azara will put a hand to Tarkle and be like, and apologies for being harsh. I don't tend to have a filter at this time. When I warned of your mother and you, potentially bringing doom on us and Evening Star. I was right, and the time has come, and now we're dealing with our consequences. She kind of smiles, but it's a somewhat of a sneer. Um, and she will say, your capacity for being right is most certainly correct, although I don't fear that that is really the concern at this time. And then she'll look at Tarkle. I am sorry. I have lied to you considerably, not of everything, but of many things. But <clears throat> something has changed, and when my mother wanted to finish things and end your life, I could not sit by idly anymore. And so I felt I had to do something. She's locked me to this form. She has stolen my ability to return to my natural self so i was limited in how i reached here it's taken me some time but um 
And she is glancing around the whole time. She says it's like clutching this single knife, which it does look quite ornate, but it doesn't look like it's the greatest weapon. And she doesn't look like she really knows how to use it. Um, I don't know how much time we have, but if you have questions, I will do my best. But we shouldn't, I fear being out in the open. I, I'm, I'm concerned. What, what, what is pursuing you? So we know what we're looking for. One of my mother's assassins, one of my mother's creatures, uh, possibly with, with others to aid it. Um, my mother has many children, not just me. Some of them are abominations, things that she has created to suit her purposes. One of them is a, a what one would call, uh, we would call a, a, a half-dragon. It bears uh, draconic traits, uh, but I believe some other humanoid creature raised as a sycophant to my mother's whims and, and wills. Uh, they, have, they are chasing me, and I suspect that they have companions, something to assist them in tracking me. But there may be others as well. I, my mother will not simply settle for trying to capture me, she wishes you, Tarkal, and Agnes, uh, and likely Azara, death as well. And I suspect that she will be happy to attack this town to do so. But, but why? What, what has changed? Yeah, Agnes, Sin in, in contrast to Azara's, like, perfectly braided bun and, like, dressing gown, <laughs> Agnes has just kind of, like, thrown on her stuff. <sighs> and she's doing the, like, the Anna from Frozen, like, lick the hand and try to smooth back the big hair, <laughs> but it just bounces back. Like, the it's dream. just all disheveled. She's like, yeah, why uh, Why is she mad at us? And as this is happening, Zara's like, as we're asking questions, everyone to the courtyard, as much as I hate to admit it, the girl, the dragon, the girl is right, and we should go inside. And kind of ushers everybody in towards the walls. I had this, uh, I cracked up myself because I was imagining <laughs> Clive the... Um, video game character being <laughs> when you're just like spinning a joystick and a just scene. going around in a circle like yeah important cutscene is happening and it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A, a, a a you're like mashing yeah. a's right. dialogue. Yeah. he's just like yeah, yeah he's pretty the character much that like broke the cutscene to where everyone's listening and then one's just like walking just walks around like right yeah. in front of the camera like oh, oh. you just see him jumping in the background like over and over and over mm -hmm. again yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Willow Song, uh, as far as you know, she's called Willow Song. Uh, yes, like looks at Azara and sort of nods when you you agree with her that you should move into the courtyard and and you know if you do so you move back in and like the the gates are kind of pulled shut. Elissa is just kind of like folding her arms, looking around. She will kind of call over some guards. Like while you're having a conversation, she calls over a couple of guards and begins sending them to like the uh, the battlements and things like that. Um, <clears throat> This is a very long story, but <clears throat> Evening Star was never meant to be really anything more than a, a minor inconvenience. I was sent to investigate what you were doing, how you were progressing. Your, your sudden increase in defenses, your sudden increase in, in prosperity, your sudden increase in political power changed things as did my revelation to Tarkal of my true nature. She was very, very displeased when she learned of this. Fearing that her schemes could be unmade, she decided that it would be far easier to cut things off where they stand. She has planned a far greater scheme, one that I do not know all the answers to. And she looks at Azara when she says that. I am kept, I am kept at uh, the tip of a claw 
to many of my mother's plans, but um, I know that she has far-reaching, very ancient, old vengeances she wishes to seek out. Evening Star was never meant to be one of them, but you are gaining traction. You are you are amassing power. You have crossed the wrong people, and unfortunately, this has put you in her crosshairs. I was meant to be a a way to keep you out of too much trouble to use you as pawns to try and guide you into her schemes. But and when she does, she's glance she glances at Tarkal when she says this. But things have changed. I no longer wish to be involved. I think Agnes is kind of smugly looking at Azara and smugly <laughs> looking at Tarkal and just kind of like, hmm, wow, mm, so yeah. weird. Ulterior motives. Hmm. Yeah, Azara's doing yeah. the exact same. She's like, hmm, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Never could have predicted that. Yeah. Spare me, spare me your feigned uh, arrogance. Oh, oh, spare you. Oh, spare, spare you. you. Dare you ask us to spare you anything? You have I, almost crumbled this family down because of your feminine wiles and your scheming, which we all called from the beginning. Now, yes, we will fight your wretched mother. And, and yet you still allowed me into your lives. I and, didn't allow you anywhere. Hmm. Are we? Are, I'm sorry. Uh, are, are we? Azara will like, look as if, at Agnes. We do not have time for this. Apparently, we are being hunted down by some assassins. But later, we shall have a conversation. And she looks at Tarkal. If it were not about. for me, Tarkal would already be dead. And she says this like, I, have I, saved, I saved his life. I know that okay. you'd like to think ago. that. However, we all... No, it is quite literal. Oh, it is quite okay. literal. I agree with Azara. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. Hmm. The only, person I am, the only person I am concerned for, and she looks at Tarkal, I know you have a lot of questions. I want to what, answer them. What are your mother's schemes? I don't... She wants revenge against Cormir. She... For what? That is a long story. A long time ago, a long, long time ago, she was one of the dragons that flew with uh, Thamaglor against Cormir. She ruled these lands. The King's Wood was once part of her domain. And then the Knights of Cormir and the ancient kings came. They slaughtered many, many dragons. They drove Thormaglor. And she was forced into hiding, injured but alive. For hundreds of years, for centuries, she has plotted and waited for her vengeance, waiting to build up her children to use as pawns seeding political machinations, agents within your noble society, people like Davian Cormoril. And now my only belief is that she seeks to undo what Cormir is. She wishes to seek vengeance for her kind, my kind. And then Azar will say, our kind. And if a descendant of Typhandrius can fight on the side of Quarmir, then you can get over yourselves. Little, little sorcerer, you are not my kind. You may carry the blood of Typhandrius, but you are still Elven. If my mother had lo not locked me to this form, I would show you what our kind is. Yes, a dragon, I know! And Azara will just get so frustrated, she'll like take a walk away and then come back and be like, nope, nope, we're here, we're fighting, we're here, we're fighting. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> 
<laughs> juicy, juicy like, hatred. Zara <laughs> <laughs> like wants to go on that rant of like I've known yeah, for all of you, but she's like, we don't have time. Yeah, of course. Be professional. Yeah. Be professional. Be professional. Um, Willow Song, does your mother have a weakness? <laughs> she is. She is one of the. She's one of the oldest and greatest dragons. Uh, she is. She is centuries old. Her magic is. You've you've witnessed small portions of it. She's able to create. Um, sort of seedlings of herself that take on certain forms. She's be able to bestow power to others. When she says that, by the way, Agnes, there is such an essence of guilt when she says she is able to bestow and bind others to her power. Um, and she like looks away from Tarka when she says that. Um, Azara will see this and be like, oh, you mean the brooch? You mean the... the I don't know what... Let me check Azara's passive insight here because this is a a passive insight thing. Okay, because she did figure out with the the poison mist. Yeah, I just need to see if you pick up on the the guilty look and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Let me just check because I I know that Agnes' is pretty good because of her wisdom. Um, My passive perception is like... My passive... Perception Insight. is 15. Oh, it's 15. It's 15? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the same. That's, oh, that's, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, yeah, no, you would yeah. pick up on that, in fact, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Azara fact, will... Agnes doesn't, but Azara does. Then Azara, uh, Agnes is only 14. still gloating, is like, oh, you mean the brooch that has given him his powers? Yes, we've seen this happen. And I know that the saving his life you're referring to is breaking him out of the stone. We all saw that happen. At least I saw that happen. And then she has to like take a break and walk away again and then come back. And she's like, calm down, calm down. As clever as clever as the little sorcerer thinks she is, she is not entirely correct. No. Agnes uh, somehow finds a cup of tea and hands it to us. (laughs) Zara's like shaking. (laughs) It sounds like your mother is unstoppable, and she was going to destroy Cormier at her will. She's not... My mother is a green dragon, as am I. Her power is not in raw strength, though she is mighty, as all dragons are, as we all are. It is through manipulation, it is through subterfuge, it is through magic that she commands her greatest power. She's not unstoppable, but I certainly don't know a way to beat her. But she will not... She will not openly strike Cormier herself. She knows that the might of Cormier, if all of all of Cormier's knights were to march against her, she would she would die, just like Thormaglor. She's no she is not as powerful as the purple worm once was. Instead, she I imagine she seeks to damage it from within, to weaken Cormier first and then strike. Which means I believe that there is time. Time to at least protect you. I I don't care for Cormier Tarkal. I care about you. And when she was said that when she, when she wanted to kill you, I knew I had to do something. I don't want you to die. And, uh, and I, I appreciate that Willow song, but now's. N- I know the time for now is just to survive. And I, I, as he says that, he takes the brooch off of his cape, tries you, to. You try to, and it doesn't come off. <gasps> I'm sorry about a lot of things. And she will, she looks at the brooch. You're not bound to my mother, Tarkal. You're bound to me. You swore your life to me, and we are now bound. 
and she pulls her dress down. Like she's in her like Elven's very sort of like medieval green dress, long black hair. She pulls the dress down and over her heart, you see basically the outline of the brooch, sort of like almost like a kind of scar. Um, uh, frustratingly, Tarkal just like throw his hand down at his side. I'm sorry. Azara gives kind of a pointed look at Agnes, like, please have a talk with your brother later about making unbreakable bonds. Um, and she's going to go off to a quiet corner of the courtyard mm -hmm. and um, take off her waist censure that has the uh, Eridrifania, like, sigil on it and mm -hmm. start praying, especially mm -hmm. because Eridri was talking to her about she knows that she comes from Typhandrius and mm -hmm. being power of the dragon and just kind of pray for counsel of how to um, defeat dragon aspected creatures. Okay. Are you, are you using like any particular spell? I'm or is this not. Just a, I would love to a... do a religion check. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you, you can do a religion check. I mean, yeah, religion I check is mainly about the knowledge of religion. Wait, you can make a roll. How sure. often can I change cleric spells and when can I do that? Uh, when you, whenever you take a long rest. Shit. So, um, I mean, you, if you want to change one in, if you want to swap one in during that long rest that you just took, by all means, yes. I don't mind. Um, well, just while you quickly change stuff, the only yes. thing I think Willison will say to Tarkle, like, when she kind of sees your hands sort of fall by your side, she, there's almost like a desperate way. She's like, my power is still yours. You still have it and I will still grant it to you. I, I'm sorry. I know it was something of a deception, but I still meant everything I said. I, I want to see you succeed. I want you to to be the man that I know you can be, and, and my magic is yours if you wish to use it. You still have, and she kind of like touches her heart, like where her heart in the, this scar is, and she kind of touches. You still have, and then she kind of falls silent, and mm -hmm. she sees that there's like that dejection there. Um, whilst Mika is like desperately like I don't, looking I don't have what I thought. I have yeah. an augury. Like, is communal not good augury. Yeah. yeah. Well, augury uh, is like. You can ask, like, is it good or is it bad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It like that's oh, look, it. It's both. I would love. I would love communion, but like I don't. Have well, that. I mean, you you can make a roll, but this is yeah, like you you don't quite have divine intervention or anything yet, but you can, no, you can make a roll. Okay. Make a religion roll. Let's, I'll make a religion roll. Let's just make a religion roll. Let's just make a roll. I don't know. A dirty twenty-one. 3021. <clears throat> what does this prayer look like? So you've taken off the cincher, you've got it thing. Is there like a phrase? Are you speaking? Are you asking a question? Is um, there like a ritual to this? Like, you know, what yes, does this look actually. like? Yes, uh, actually. Okay. She'll take off the, Azar will take off the belt. And I assume that she also like starts to keep little feathers on her. So mm -hmm. she'll kind of pluck them off individually and fan them out over the belt. And she's done research on the dances that the winged elves used to do in prayer to Airdrie. And so she starts okay. uh, dancing and humming a traditional elven song and mm -hmm. trying to commune with her goddess. Okay. And what is the exact question you would like to you would like Fainry to to aid you with? The exact question is is I think this is this is reaching, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Um, is there a power you, Almighty Goddess, could grant me to aid us in our quest to defeat this dragon who? intends mm. to harm our people. Mm. 
So as you're dancing, you feel there's a gentle breeze that's blowing through the keep. It's it's a cold sort of spring. Uh, I think it's autumnish. I think actually, if I remember the way I was doing the years, um, it, it, it's sort of like a, a sort of cool autumn wind. And as you dance, as each movement transitions, you almost feel the world slow around you. And as each limb brushes through the air, you hear faint whispers on it. You hear. Already you carry a great weapon against my ancient enemy. Not in your hands, but in the hands of a great warrior. Wicked though its origins, a great aid, a great boon it shall prove against this mighty foe. Azara will literally have that moment mm-hmm. and she'll stop dancing and she'll curtsy and she'll say, she'll put her hands to her heart and say, thank you. And she'll mm-hmm. put back on all of her gear and she'll run over to Clive, who I'm assuming is still rolling <laughs> onto the, on the ground. Yeah, what's Clive mm-hmm. doing? Let's hear from Clive. <laughs> At a certain point, like probably while... Uh, Love. While, while that ritual is happening, Clive would have mm-hmm. like walked up out of breath, like, <sighs> all right. Well, uh, oh, my system. Look over at Willow Song. Who's that? <sighs> oh, wow. Uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I think Agnes, uh, <laughs> perceiving the tension between Willow Song and Tarkal, and also, like, as Azara leaves, giving that meaningful look of, like, you better talk to your brother, and as we've been <laughs> fighting with his girlfriend... I'll, I'll look at him and, and the anger will kind of melt out of my face as I see how just, just <laughs> destroyed he is. And I'll just kind of go stand by him and like put a hand on his shoulder yeah. and kind of stand with him facing Willow Song. Like, I am on your side. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Willow Song is like, there's that kind of, there is a, 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 an, a, an essence of pride where she will look at you, Agnes, and she doesn't shirk away from like you kind of taking this defensive stance. She won't look at Tarkle. Um, but like she kind of like stands defiantly, not like in a, an aggressive, like she's challenging you way, but she won't wilt under sort of you kind of pressuring her. But like, yeah, like she won't look at Tarkle. Um, and I, and she I sees meet her gaze and I say, I know what it is to be born to a role that you find you don't believe in. And though I may not ever be able to forgive you for the harm you've done to my brother's heart, I see you and I will fight alongside you. You do speak of things you... There are complexities. But thank you, I suppose. I don't, I want, I want to fix things. And she does sort of semi-glance at Tarkal when she says that. But for now, we do have greater problems. She will look at Clive uh, at this point as well and just say, for now, I am a friend and I am an ally. Enemies are coming, warrior. And she kind of glances at your sword, Clive, because she's seen Clive's sword before. Uh, and that's at the point where Azara yeah. is just like, Clive. <laughs> yeah. I think Azara would come over around the time that she says, I want to fix things. And Azara will, she's still bitter. She'll kind of toss her hair. She's taking her hair out of the braids at this point. And she'll say, well, 
for a start, don't call me a lesser dragon. And she like stops her before she has a comeback and she turns to Clive and she says She doesn't try and come back. Like oh, she good. she actually just smirks <laughs> in a really infuriating way. She's, <laughs> she's the worst. She's, she's the, the worst. worst. Azara notes that and is pissed. She turns to Clyde. She's a real dragon. What do you yeah, want? Yeah, I know, but she can go fuck herself. And Nazar will tell that to her face. <laughs> I love I fucking love this. Ugh. Oh, this is oh, joyous. Uh, she turns to Clive. <laughs> and she's like, Clive, your sword, your dragon sword. Ugh. Any creature that is any way associated with dragons, not, not on our side, take it down with your sword. It should help you. That's what it's meant to do, is to defeat dragons. He'll take out the sword and be like, I did not know that. I just, I can't get over, like, video game character, Clive. So I pictured, like, the Animal Crossing, like, I'm looking in my pockets thing. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Holds out like Zelda, like Link. Yeah. Little fanfare plays. Uh, yeah, Willow Song will look and say, like, your sorceress is correct. That weapon is harmful to my kind. And I see why holding it earlier, it hated me. Um, what senses the blood of Typhandrius in you? Which again, if he can get over himself, so can your mother, but we shall put that aside for now. You're both dragons? She is, uh, she has draconic blood. Oh, that's I, cool. I am a dragon. Yes. Okay, miss, I am a dragon. You're not special. <laughs> I did not claim to be. points the sword like, <laughs> yeah she reacts like like she kind of pulls away from it like uh it's like like a bad smell or like a like cold like waving something really cold in front of somebody she's just like um How about that <laughs> if it aids things if you do wish to learn more of typhandrius <clears throat> i do know something he is spoken of we will deal but not with that now. later <laughs> And she know. kind of like turns her back to Willow Song and yeah, tries sure. to like make a circle with the <laughs> four of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can easily do that. She's like, uh, now the friends are going to talk, you bitch. At this point, Elissa runs over. Um, <clears throat> Elissa kind of looks. She's like, my lord and lady, uh, Azara, Clive. Unfortunately, a lot of our scouts and archers um, and the Tressim as well are currently out. We sent them to sort of scout the lands around to, to expand Evening Star. We do still have some of my knights and uh, the town militia with uh, uh, Baragon and, uh, and uh, Kaz. <clears throat> there is something, there's something out in the tree line. Um, we don't know how many, we don't know what, but there is something out there. Um, we'll need to engage them, but if there are any major threats... We will need to take care of them. The, the the soldiers here, there are not enough for us to take on a full force. If there are any serious threats, we will need to fight them as we can. Blade Captain, is there a plan for keeping the citizens safe? Shall we bring them into the keep? We can. The walls are half constructed. Uh, we do have some defensive defenses and many of the buildings, some of the newer buildings like the tavern, uh, have been reinforced with new wood and stone. Those seem fairly defensible. Uh, if this is a small force, I don't think we need to bring them up into the keep. Uh, if this is a larger force, then I think we would we would be best. We need to make that decision now. It is a gamble, and I can't give you any answers. I don't know if this woman 
uh, can, this, our harbinger of bad news. Um, I, it's not worth the risk. I, I, dusk, dusk, I assume he's up. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll make his way over. Yeah, 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 for sure. He's, uh, wearing, he's got one of those, like, Scrooge, uh, floppy nightcap hats and, like, a, a night robe. And he's, he's holding a candle on, like, a little candle thing. Um, and he's like, oh, oh, yes, yes, my lady. Uh, how, what can I do? Is, is, is everything all right? I thought that, Please. I thought we were under attack. Summon Aaron and tell him to make everyone aware there is danger outside the gates and that they should come to the keep or find someplace safe. Very well, of course, of course, my lady. I'll, I'll fetch him at once. Um, Blade Captain, may I may I have an escort down into to fetch him? Uh, and, and Blade Captain's like, yes, of course. And she calls over uh, two of my best knights, and she calls over to um, uh, a dwarf male and a uh, I don't know uh, a halfling woman. Uh, there we go. She calls them both over, and she's just like, escort Dusk down into the town. Make sure everyone knows to uh, make their way to the keep or to get into the basement of the tavern, secure it, uh, let the militia know what's going on, and they, they salute and they go off with Dusk and, and start coordinating. That. We um, just used our new town crier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, when they sort of head off, and there's like a few moments, like I don't know if you guys like, if there's anything more you want to say, or any plans, or any well, any spells you want to cast, or Azar anything like that. Because you, you have some time, like nothing is happening right now. So Azar will turn to Willa Song and say, "Well, if we're assuming she's not leading us to our own death, only a few assassins are coming for us. We should meet them at the tree line and keep." <sighs> this fight as far away from evening star as possible agreed she she's just like something isn't quite right she will send things to attack the town but the things that were pursuing me that that half creature that won't attack the system and it's at that point that i think uh uh i need everybody to no i was gonna cast a spell well unfortunately uh there is a now. Let's see. Uh, yeah, this would go for uh, Willow Song in a humanoid form. So this is just uh, off before a uh, thing happens. You watch as a crossbow bolt from the ta- from the guard towers above the main gate. You see a crossbow bolt. You just hear a, um, and then Willow Song shudders back as a long crossbow bolt, like quite heavy, has embedded into her body. Um, you see her wince, like she kind of like, ah, and things. But Tarkle, you feel that wound. Like when it goes into Willow Song, like you feel like you've been punctured by this crossbow bolt. Um, Tight. Yeah. This is, see, I found the secret, guys. I can't hit Tarkle. So if I hit a creature that takes damage for him, I can do it this way and he can't uncanny dodge it. It's genius. No, I'm joking. I mean, that is genius. It is, it is genius. Uh, can you make a constitution saving throw for me, please? Absolutely. Uh, Tarkal. Roll a four, which is a six. Okay, so that is going to be five points of piercing damage that you feel, or I guess it would be psychic damage, um, and then 18 poison damage. So you kind of like, um, and you see both Willow Song and Tarkle react to this blow, and sort of like black, um, sort of like thick black draconic blood sort of coughs, like Willow Song coughs it. In fact, actually, no, she's immune. Um, but like, she kind of like shudders. But yeah, Tarkle kind of like coughs and like blood comes out. And she, just... and she looks, she's like, Tarkle, um, at this point, let's roll initiative. Does, does my brooch give me any sort of resistance to poison? By Not yet. Oh, Not yet. God. But if you level up Warlock, maybe it will. Uh... <laughs> uh, after 
Zara saw that happen. She's holding her tongue. She's been bitchy enough today. She's like, you know what? He knows. <laughs> I'm gonna give this. He, he looks like he's having a pretty rough time. Yeah. Maybe now's not the best time to yeah. rub salt in the wound. Oh, the literal, literal wound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's also like, he knows this is his fault. Sure. Uh, Zara Mithras. Let's get that initiative. 15. 15. Uh, Crown Silver. 24. Poor boy. Jesus. 20. Oh, I, I wasted my 20 on this. Oh. Hey, that's pretty good. Cheers. Uh, well, you're going to get the benefit of Assassin because you get advantage on anybody that's not active. That's yet, true. So. That Agnes. True. 14. 14. Clive of the Wild Main. 18. 18. Um, we will say for the moment, like, Elisa, like was helping sort of organize the defenses, but uh, if um, she, she might join you for other combats if we get through multiple combats. Uh, if you guys go on to our Roll20 page, there is a handout for Elisa that gives you her basically her companion stats. She has like a unique stat block. Um, and one of you can control her. I would say that like whoever wants to can can run Elisa basically. She'll just do what you guys want her to do. Like um, but she won't join you for this Zara. fight. Yeah, sure. And Zara can run, run Alyssa as well. She only has uh, one basic attack and then she has a couple of special moves um, and she doesn't have like hit points. She has like a unique health thing, but it's all in Roll20. She's not going to join you for this fight, but maybe if we have another one, she might join you for that one. All right? Uh, nice. Well, Tarkle Crown Silver, you were the first to act. Right now, you've just seen a crossbow bolt. You don't know how many there are. You don't know where they are. You've seen a crossbow bolt come from the guard towers above the courtyard. Okay, uh, when we're in the courtyard, how far away is, like, the closest wall so I can gain some height? Um, you guys only just moved into the inside, so I'd say that, like, you're probably, like, 20 feet from the wall, that go, the sort of battlements wall, and then that wall is probably a good sort of uh, 20, I'd say 20 feet high, and then the guard tower goes another sort of, like, 10 feet above that, basically. Okay. So it's about the, the guard tower is about 30 feet high and it's about 20 feet. You're currently 20 feet away from the wall that it's situated against. And you're in this big open courtyard, right? You've got like the barracks off to one side, maybe sort of like 50 feet away. The main entrance to the keep is like a good sort of like 100 feet, like to the to where you guys sleep and you have your rooms and things like that. But the barracks is a little bit closer. It's about 50 feet away. Um, and then you've got the big gate that leads outside and then these guard towers next to it. Okay, I just want to try to scale the wall if i can even if it, okay. i guess it would require my movement and dash right because uh, i only have so, 30 movement speed yeah so you would move up to the wall um and climbing is half speed unless you have any magic that lets you just have a climbing speed or anything so, yeah, like that would take all 60 then right because you said 20 and 20 yeah um okay. just give me the wall is uh just give me an athletics check because you are going to need to like actually you know okay. climb the wall there's not like an immediate like ladder or access or anything like that that's a little bit further away 18 18's enough, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, it does, you know, it costs you your move and your dash, uh, your bonus action dash, but you do manage to kind of like using kiss of silver and maybe like a spare knife in your boot, you kind of, and you kind of kip up. Maybe there's like some wooden um, parts sticking out of the wall, like posts that we used to build it. You kind of hop kip Assassin's Creed style, kind of like mm -hmm. jumping from those. Um, and yeah, you reach uh, one of these two guard towers. Right or left, do you want to go for? Uh, I would well. Do I have any sense of what part of Willow Song the crossbow went into? Like, it came from one of these two towers. It came from above. You didn't see who shot it. You just know it came from up. Well, here do I somewhere. see where it lay? Like, is it in her right shoulder or is it in her um, left? Yes, but the way that you guys were stood because you were all kind of like circled away from her. Again, it could have come from either side. Okay. I mean, let's say uh, if you want me to just roll, I'll just do a, a roll. Uh, it would be left side. All right, then I think I, I would look shot. towards. I would look towards the right tower. 
right tower, so you scramble yeah. up on the on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you reach the top, and there is kind of like a sort of ten foot gap between the two. It'd probably be fifteen foot gap between the two towers. Um, and do you want to make a, make a perception check actually? Because yeah. this person is technically hidden. Uh, eighteen plus perception seven twenty five. Twenty five. That is yeah, just enough. This person was extremely well hidden. Wow. You guys were distracted having a conversation with twenty five. You see kind of coiled black hood, black leather armor, but you can see patches of green scales and a tail kind of protruding um, with a sort of light crossbow uh, aimed, uh, was looking down, but now turns their head. And you can see that half their face is that of a kind of quite handsome uh, human male. The other half of their face is... It's like covered in scales. One of their eyes is a yellow draconic eye. They have fangs coming out of their mouth. And you can actually see like some fluid kind of drooling down the draconic chin. Uh, and he just looks and he's like, ah, a guest of honor. Uh, I'll call out and say, I've got one here. And then that's probably all I can do that turn. So, uh, well, you still have your action because if you bonus action to dash with the uh, coming oh, action, yeah, you're you still right. have your you're main right. action. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I want to attack this man with my kiss of silver. Mm. I want to embed it where his drool stain is. Ew. Yep. Uh, seventeen twenty-five. Twenty. Uh, so uh, twenty-five to hit. But do I get advantage? Right. You do get advantage because is the because you're acting before them in a, in a turn of combat. Technically, at a surprise round, but I won't count it for this. Gotcha. Okay, well, it's uh, is twenty six is my highest roll, not a crit. That hits, yeah, that easily hits crit. this guy. Yep. Okay. So total damage is twenty three. Twenty three points of damage. Uh, the other thing is, I, if that's okay with you, Tonkle, I forgot to add his sneak attack damage to the attack that hit. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm just going to apply that to you if that's okay. Uh, that's, that's 11 okay. points if that's okay well I yep. want to check because I am technically like retconning saying but it's another 11 points of uh, psychic damage that you took okay and then uh, uh, I'll also I will activate my brooch to do 4 poison damage if it affects him at all it does is halved he has resistance to poison yep. um, <laughs> I'm afraid that that little traitor's magic won't aid you against me boy um, and he kind of like turns to you you done? Uh, I'm done all right. He now looks over um, and he will, he kind of slings the crossbow. He has it on like a leather strap. He just throws it back. And from his back, he draws two serrated short swords and he just leaps across the gap, like from one tower to the other. He sort of leaps, digs one of the short swords in to swing himself into. You're now kind of having this like jewel inside this little tower moment. And he's going to swipe at you twice. Um, bam, bam. So that's going to be an 18 to hit on the first one. That one hits. So that's going to be... And I need a constitution saving throw. Six points of damage, piercing, and then a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, con save was 16. 16 is just enough. So this is going to be half damage as poison kind of coating the blade. So it'd be 19. That goes down to half, which is going to be nine. Um, so nine poison damage. Then he swipes at you with a second uh, short sword. Uh, doesn't have advantage if he's not getting sneak attack on these. That's a 20 to hit. Nat, dirty 20, not natural. Um, okay. I cast uncanny dodge. Uh, do you want to uncanny dodge the short, short sword attack or do you want to try and do it against the poison? Um, give me another con save. Yeah, if, right. I, if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four piercing uh, damage from the other short sword and then another con save, please. Okay. Uh, 18 plus two, so 20. 20 points. Uh, so that's going to be half damage again. 
because uh, you pass the saving throw. So that would normally be 26. We're going to half it to 13. And then does Uncanny Dodge have that again? I think so. I'm not, I'm not going to check. I don't know if Uncanny Dodge works against like Constitution saving throws, but I'm just going to say it does. Uh, okay. So that would be halved again to six. Okay. I wonder uh, if that's how it works. Yeah, I think so as well. And then finally, uh, as his bonus action, he sucks in and he breathes poison filling the 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 tower and you watch for the rest of you by the way this tower becomes obscured it's like a fog cloud fills it as this green thick mist completely engulfs it um uh that's another constitution saving throw please uh tarkle uh that's a, a nine plus two so 11 a ch- okay that just passes on his breath weapon so it is gonna wow. be half damage okay um so that would be 30, half to 15. So you watch as like this guy kind of comes in and you can see his blades are like slick with this like poisonous ichor. Um, and then he fills the entire top of this, this watchtower with poison. Uh, you, those of you on the ground, um, when he was stabbing Tarkle, you do see that the stab wounds like Willow Song is reacting. Like she's being stabbed at the same time as Tarkle as well. Um, and she's like clutching. You can see she's getting furious. Um, Clive of the Wild Mane. Yes. <laughs> so it is your turn sir a lot happened that turn and i didn't catch a lot of it so <laughs> Clive, so so sorry Clive. tarkle's like up there right uh yes so you watch a crossbow bolt came from up above mm-hmm. um that seemed to happen tarkle ran up to the wall he scrambled up um he threw his knife at something you haven't seen what he's attacking yet but he said that there's something up there um and then you saw a figure jump across to the same tower that tarkle is now in and then it became filled with green mist like green thick fog okay how so how far is this this uh mysterious figure the tower, so it's 20 feet uh, along the ground to the tower, and then they are 30 feet up inside the tower. So it's 30 feet diagonally, or 20 feet, and then 30 up. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rage. Wild, let's get that wild magic. Uh, I always forget where is easily accessible on... I, I find the easiest way to do it is to go to, like, the Barbarian page and then find the subclass, and then it's on there, I think. Mm. That's that's just fastest for me. Like, I'm sure on your character sheet it's probably quicker, but I find it super quick on D&D Beyond just to do the Barbarian page. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got it. Okay. Oh, nice. Wait, no, that's the wrong one. I've got it. If you want to roll now, and then whilst uh, other people take their turn, I can find it. I've got it here, so I can just tell you what the effect is. Okay. Um, then you find it uh, on while someone else is doing stuff. Okay, so let's see. First and foremost, oh wait, no, I have it here. All right, sorry. Rage uh, <laughs> seven. Uh, Flowers and vines. So yep. temporarily grow out of you until your rage ends. The ground within fifteen feet of you is difficult terrain. So as, as long as this is in effect, you have fifteen foot of difficult terrain around you for your enemies, not your allies. Yep. Okay. Well, that doesn't do much. Uh, <laughs> So when I'm when I'm looking at my inventory or not inventory my my weapons uh-huh. there are there are two numbers for range is the second what's the what first one is the range where you don't have any penalty if it's in mm-hmm. the second range you're at disadvantage for it so if you're like throwing a javelin I think it's like a range of thirty feet and then a range of sixty feet if you're throwing it anything over thirty feet you have disadvantage on the attack roll okay it's a long range. So I am absolutely going to throw a javelin 
and okay. the secondary is 120. So okay, yeah. So like, so what's the the first range is 30. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 30 feet diagonally, you, you, you can strike there. Now, the person is obscured, so you're going to have disadvantage anyway because you can't quite see them. It's like uh, him and Tarkler in, or this figure and Tarkler in this mist somewhere. You think you know where he is, but you do have disadvantage on the attack roll just because he is obscured. All right, I still feel good about it. Let's see. Sure, yeah. I mean, Clive's, Clive's pretty good. Clive's oh, a great warrior. I knew I would crit on disadvantage. <laughs> uh, that that's still a 17. That's still going to hit. So yeah, you kind of like <laughs> wait, you kind of sense for a moment, you hear like the clash of steel and you're like, ah, that doesn't sound like Tuckle. <laughs> you love this javelin, hoping you're right. <laughs> and that is going to be uh, seven piercing. Seven points of piercing damage. Yeah, Tarkle, you see there is like a flash of something and in this mist, because at the same time, you're both sort of like fighting blind now. Um, you see like a flash and you hear this kind of figure like grunt as they're hit by something. I imagine Clive just like has it. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it hits Anything something else? and I'm like... Tarkle! <laughs> Amazing. Was that you? No, you, you didn't hit me. Oh! All right, great. Uh, well, okay. That's it then. <laughs> okay, done? Yep, done. All right, nice. As you throw the javelin, Clive, um, Agnes, uh, you pick up on these. This is why this not, they don't get a surprise round because you see these guys coming in, gliding down from the clouds, um, not flying, but gliding uh, to... You would you would look at these and think almost like they're dragonborn, but they seem far more bestial than dragonborn do. With these kind of like very short, stubby wings, but with membranes that allow them to glide down uh, towards you and Agnes. These figures literally like fly in, targeting you and Agnes um, with daggers in each hand, and they land with sort of like a, a thump against the ground. They run Naruto run style with their daggers behind them, and then they're gonna. <laughs> Both of them uh, make two attacks against you and Agnes. Uh, sorry, Azara. Uh, so this is two attacks against Agnes. Um, let's see what we get here. 18 to hit Agnes. That will hit. Okay, you're going to take some piercing damage and poison damage. Four points of piercing and then six points of poison damage. So if you have any poison resistance, obviously. Uh, and then the second attack. Another 18 to hit. Uh, so we are going to take another... Four points of piercing and eight points of poison damage. So 22 total. Uh, so yeah, 12. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 12, 12, 24. I can't remember. What did I say? Where's my I think you, it was six and four to begin with. And then... Uh, yes, you're right. Four and, and six four. and then eight and four. Yeah, so 22. You are correct. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to see if there was anything that can deal with poison, but I don't think... I don't think you have resistance to it just yet. No. Uh, cool. And then Azara, uh, one literally lands and runs up to you and is going to do the same thing. Having flown, literally gl uh, glided down onto the ground, they Sorry. rush towards you. Yeah, these, these guys mean business. 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Oh, yeah. Uh, five points of piercing and then seven points of poison. And then he okay. swipes at you again. Yeah. Uh, dirty 20. So that's okay. going to be a hit. I'm yeah. rolling very well. Uh, five more points of piercing. And nine points of poison, so pretty brutal as they kind of <laughs> slicing, slicing and dicing um, as they do so. Kill them! Kill them! Kill them while the others attack! 
they're kind of like guttural whispering. Um, and these these figures, yeah, like I said, they you would almost mistake them for Dragonborn initially. Mm-hmm. Very quickly becomes realized that these are more bestial, more draconic in nature than Dragonborn are. Uh, yes, question. Uh, that's ruined Azara's morning more than it already has. So she's already going to wrath at the storm. Uh, okay. The dude that hit her. Uh, so that is a DC 13 uh, dex throw. Okay. These guys seem pretty nimble and agile, but I might roll badly. Hey. I did. That's a nine. Four Perfect. plus five. Uh, uh, so it fails. That is two D8. Uh, that is eight plus three. So 11. 11 points of uh, lightning damage. Reach. Okay. <laughs> so it gets blasted by this kind of, you know, surge of lightning that erupts from you as you begin to crackle with uh, etheric kind of, you know, the atmosphere around you beginning to sizzle and ozone, burnt ozone smell, you know, taking over. Um yeah, perfect. Well, it's your your turn, Azara, after those two. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. So you kind of blast him with this reactionary lightning, and then, yeah, immediately your turn. So your reaction comes back as well. I'm, oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to use two sorcerer points, and I'm going to hasten my spell. Okay. Um, and I'm going to cast... Question. Um, yes. Summon elemental spirit is a concentration, mm-hmm. and spiritual weapon is not. Yeah. I can have both, hypothetically. I mean, I you can't can. have both in this round, but I can That's, have both eventually. You can, have, you can have both active, yes. You can have both active, because as long as that, the spiritual weapon is a concentration, it doesn't matter. But yeah, you can't cast both in the same time. Love that for me. Uh, so I'm going to summon my uh, elemental spirit currently at okay. fifth level. Okay. Um, and... Azar would know, knowing magic and dragons, is there, uh, poison doesn't have any immunity or resistance to elements, does it? Poison doesn't have any immunities to elements. I'm not sure what you're, are you, are like, you asking? Like, like a poison, if I was fighting a poison dragon, other than poison right. resistance, like if it was like a fire spirit, it wouldn't be resistant. As far as you know, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, then she's going to summon a fire spirit. Okay. Actually, no. Fire, fire is Agnes's thing. She's going to summon lightning. <laughs> I wish that would be a really cool spirit. Uh, let's do a water spirit. Why not? Okay. Let's cleanse the earth. So we're going to okay. summon a water spirit. So it's a giant water dragon. Cool. Um, and then I'm going to. He's within melee distance, right? Uh, he is like next to you, yes. Next to me, like, then he I'm is, going like, to... he, is, he is melee range for you, and then there's one within melee range of Agnes. Perfection. I'm going to shock and grasp him then. Okay. That's a cantrip. Yes. So that's 23 to hit. That does hit. Yay. And that's 3d8 plus 3. So that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven points of lightning damage. And he cannot take reactions. Uh, so yeah, you reach out, plant like a hand against his chest. You watch as lightning kind of sharks all over. Uh, and then my elemental spirit gets to go. Okay. And he is going to take his slam attack with his little water claw. And that is plus nine to hit. That's your spell spell attack. 17. Does 17 hit? Just, yeah, just about hits, yep. Sweet. Um, <laughs> this watery claw of force just smashes into the side of this thing. 1d10. 11 points of uh, 
bludgeoning. Bludgeoning damage. Yeah, bludgeoning damage. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have doesn't have any problems. Yeah, that affects it normally. So yeah, you watch as like maybe some of its ribs. You can hear sort of like scales break and spine snap. Ribs break as this giant water claw slams into the side of it. Like ah, eh, for the mistress, fight until the end. End of turn. Uh, yeah, I think that the my water elemental will kind of position itself in front of me. So it's trying to protect you. Yeah, it can't get in front. It can't get between you and the enemy, but it can be okay. next to you. So it's yeah. like trying to guard you. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, Agnes. Uh, All right. I'm sorry to do this, but I conjure woodland beings. <laughs> oh, yes, you know me so well. This is actually going to be as long as you've got the stats and you track all this stuff. Like their hit points and everything else. Like, it's fine. You can cast it. Just don't make do you, me do it. Well, <laughs> do you want it to be done like. I just have them go after your turn. Well, it, how, what are you summoning? <laughs> let's, let's, let's ask that question first. What are you summoning and how many? Eight giant owls. <laughs> Eight giant <laughs> owls. Okay. All right. Okay, let's have and a look I will send things. you the stat block. I'll keep track of it, but just well, so you know. Yeah, I, I don't need the stat block. I can look it up. It's fine. Um, uh, and I'm thinking I would like to send four of them please. flying toward Tarkal, toward the tower, okay. uh-huh. and keep four of them down with me. So I think maybe the easy way is to treat each group as yeah, one. Yeah, that's thing. 100% the easiest way of doing it. Okay. So they have, so they'll stay 12 AC. Let's group them up as one creature. So four times 19. What's four times 19? Um, 36. 36. Wait, no, so that, not at all. <laughs> I was going to say, no. that wait, right. that doesn't make any sense. No, 76. 76. So the, each, each of these groups, it will just, let's give it a collective pool of 76 hit points. Okay. Um, and then its attacks, uh, because they're each going to be plus three to hit, or say it can make, yeah, make three attacks uh, rather than, well, I guess it would just make four attacks. Yeah, just as normal. We'll just have it do that then. Um, yeah, all right, cool. Okay. All right, um, so you've got one group flying up to Tarkle. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind that there is this green fog that completely fills the guard tower where he is fighting this this assassin figure. Um, and then the four are going to surround you as well. Like, So you have four kind of next to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. just for flavor, these are yes. like fey fire, fire creatures. Owls. Yeah, these so they kind of owls. like every every flip of their um, <sighs> wings that like little sparks Embers. fly off of yeah, it. Kind of. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, we'll have these guys go just after you. We'll just have them okay. take their initiative after you. All right. But that cool. was my action this time. All oh, right, that was your action. So cool. cool so cool, they cool. would go now, right? They would go now. Okay. So the ones in the tower roll a twenty to hit. An 18 to hit, a One 23 hit to hit. That's Hits. a crit. Okay, keep the crit, crit separate. Um, but that's, and yeah, an so, 8 to hit. All right, last one doesn't hit, so we'll do two normal hits. And a so, crit. And they do, what, 2d6 plus 1 damage. So, yeah, mm-hmm. do two of those uh, to start with. So, 7 for the first owl. Seven. Oh, each of those attacks should have had disadvantage because this fog is like obscuring the area. So oh, even if they kind of well, move into it. Let's make that the, the bottom group then. So okay. that we can do so, the other so, one. So the first one was like 
Yeah, because we can group them into attacks. So, like, the first mm -hmm. attack was, like, two high numbers. So we know that one hit. The second one was uh, the 20 and then the, the lower one. No, no, what I'm saying is, um, sorry, the, there's two groups of four owls. So right. I was rolling for the ones in the tower, but we can just roll for the ones on the ground. Dude, that's exactly, so, you're right. 100% that's the smart way of doing it. Let's do those. So these guys so, are hitting the one that's attacking you. Right. Bam. So there's Got it. two hits, one crit. Yep. So I'm going to re-roll because I don't remember what I said. No, so the thanks, first hit sorry for confusing is... You. Nine. All right, nine points. The second owl does eleven. These owls are just surrounding this like this yeah. attacker and you, and just like <laughs> that's a cool image. Uh, so the second one was eleven, and Got then that. the crit will be sixteen. 16 points this thing nearly get this is nearly torn to shreds you can see that this this figure this this draconic creature that is attacking you is like torn to shreds by these talons um barely hanging on bleeding and you can see its blood as it hits the ground there is like a sizzling um like um and it looks rough it looks really bad and i'm just standing back proudly observing yeah, the owls watching your owls do their, their job sure all right so now let's do the ones in the tower yeah. and these have disadvantage so that would be either, okay, that one was a 10. Miss. That one definitely misses. I rolled a one. Second attack. That one is also a 10. These owls yep. suck. <laughs> I mean, the first owls did very well. And that one is also a 10. These right. owls so, yeah, do not, it, they're, they're trying their best. <laughs> the green fog that is filling it, like they're diving in, trying to like swipe itself in there. Whatever is inside is moving very agilely, very nimbly, and it's using the cover. Yeah, they just can't quite manage to strike. Um, okay, uh, everything on your turn done? Yes. Okay, um, let's have a look here. Uh <clears throat> The one, so Willow Song is the last person to go. Um, she will see your kind of owls tearing this figure apart, but you, she can see that it's next to you, still threatening you. Um, and she will come up just with that sort of like curved Chris dagger in her hand, and she will try and stab this thing in the back while it's defend, it's uh, kind of uh, fighting off these owls. In fact, actually, she what, what she'll do first because she gets multiple attacks. She will say she'll move over to you, Agnes, and basically try and push you away from this thing. She's like, they're draconians. Don't don't stand near them when they die, and she will try and push you away. Um, I don't know if you want to try and stop her. No, I, I would love to move away. Yeah, so she pushes you five feet back. She's going to take the shove action to like basically yank you away, um, right. and then and then she swipes. She steps in and swipes at it with a, a dagger, basically. Um, and that is going to be unfortunately that's a natural one, so she misses. Um, she, she's one attack for that, one attack for that, and then she does get a third attack. And then that's going to be 20 odd to hit. It's only a D4. She does have plus six to this. Uh, so that's seven points of damage. So she swipes, and you can see that the owls, are, the owls did all the work here. Uh, Willow Song is absolutely just stealing the kill. But she, as she swipes across its chest, um, you watch as this thing basically bursts into a spray of acid around it when it dies. Um, it turns into like this leaking puddle that spreads out, um, and each creature within five feet. So I will need Anna to come back uh, because of her owls. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she kind of like throws Ang 
this back as she does this and swipes across uh, as this thing erupts into acid. Um, everybody have a think. Uh, Tarkle, you're going to be going next. You're the very next person up. Uh, you are currently in this green foggy mist. Uh, you can't quite see this opponent. You don't know 100% where they are. Uh, they are obscured as the fog fills the air. I can't can't see like a silhouette with how close I am. You can see a silhouette. You have enough to attack. You just have disadvantage. Like it's that that the thing of like you know where they are, but the mist is like making it hard to like precisely position your attacks and things. So like that. if if my thoughts were wanting to cast a spell on a creature I can see within range, I can't see that creature. You can't see that creature. No, no. Okay. It would it would defy those rules. I'm afraid. Okay. Um, you might as well just take your turn, and then we'll we'll jump back to Anna. Okay, acid, so then, acid owls. Um, my question is: Now you could, if you want to try something to try and like clear the fog, or like you know grab this guy and like get close enough that you can see them. You could try something like that if you wanted to. It's just that if you're just kind of trying to take the standard attacks or actions, you can't currently see them. No, I think it's too dangerous with how literally much I'm bleeding out right now. I actually you are pretty like, injured. Yeah. yeah, pretty close to death. Um, so. Don't I don't I get advantage when I move before an opponent, or is that just the starting For round? Only the first turn. That's the very yeah. It's the first okay. turn of combat. Unfortunately, never mind. Because am I considered hidden? He can't see me, right? So that's that's the other thing, right? Is as far as you know, he doesn't know where you are either. Okay, so then wouldn't that give me advantage when I attack from hiding? You tell me. I mean, that's my that's my. <laughs> if that's what you okay. think, sure. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think so. So I think that if I can somewhat see the silhouette... I'm going to um, unfortunately tell you, he does know where you are. But okay. he has some supernatural sense, yeah. so you are unfortunately just at disadvantage. That's fine. I will still try I'm to... Sorry. I'll try to hit him with my kiss of silver. I'm going to toss it sure. to his, um, his silhouette, what I think. So that's a 14 plus 8 is 22, and then a, a 9 plus 8 is 17. I mean that still hits even on okay. even on the disadvantage. No sneak attack, unfortunately, because you are at disadvantage. But the normal normal hit. Okay, so just uh, six piercing damage, six and piercing. then four poison, but two, two because it's uh, yep. halved. So you definitely strike him, um, and you can you can now like there's that that you know even though this kind of like this green fog is filling the air, um, you do. Maybe not here, but you see like a spray of like blood, and you do kind of get the sense that yeah, this this person's definitely been uh, properly cut by your kiss of silver. Okay, and then I would like to. I'm obviously not within melee range because I chucked that pretty like you know hard, and there's some distance between us. I'm assuming. I mean, there were, you were you, you had disadvantage anyway. Maybe you are right next to him. You wouldn't know. <sighs> I don't like that. Um. Well, I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage. There you go. And slide down. I I, I want to try to just slide down the wall so I can kind of hug Ooh. it. Because I'm like acrobatics I'm, check. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm literally bleeding out. I need some space between us. Uh, that's on. a nine plus four, thirteen. Oh, okay. Your acrobatics is only plus four. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, nine plus four. Yeah, you're gonna take some falling damage. Not as much. You're gonna okay. you're gonna reduce it um, by d6. But you're gonna take. Seven points of bludgeoning damages. Yeah, you okay. try and slide down the wall. You kind of like hop over the side, uh, disengaging. You do slide a bit of the distance, but the, your injuries like cause your you to buckle, and it causes your landing to be rougher than expected. And you do kind of hit the ground in a in a lump, um, and are knocked prone. Okay, that's my. But you are visible to your allies. So your friends can now see you at least. Mm -hmm. um, I'll call out. 
uh, as I hit the ground. I could use some help over here. And that's okay. It. All right. Uh, we're still, unfortunately, are going to have to go back. Remind me about the owls and the acid because I do need yes. to remember it. Um, <laughs> I, you basically tackle as you kind of land, you're prone on the ground, you're like reaching out to your friends. You look up and you see this figure look down and you see like the kind of draconic mouth kind of curl up into a sneer. And he's just like, ah, you've made it too easy. He pulls the crossbow and he's going to shoot you while you're on the ground mm-hmm. below him. I didn't expect it, to get knocked prone. <laughs> uh, all right. Anna's back in a minute. We'll just do that. But yeah, he is just going to lean over and take one deadly looking shot with this crossbow um, at you on on prone on the ground. Uh, and that is a dirty 20. That's going to be a hit. Yeah. Uh, so let's do the sneak attack and the... Um, I uncanny dodge the sneak attack even though I'm pretty sure I'm dead right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's going to be... So this is the physical damage would be 18. So you okay. can half that to 9. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a constitution saving throw for the poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. That's a 19. So 21. 19. So you're going to take half damage. Uh, so this is half damage on the poison damage. Uh, la, 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 la. 27 halved would be 13. I am unconscious. So you guys all turn and you see Tarkle like he tries to slide down this tower. He kind of his injuries cause him to fail and like land prone. Uh, and then he's like trying to like crawl and pull himself up, like reaching out like I need some help. And then you just watch as a crossbow bolt thuds into his back and he just goes silent. He just uh, on the ground. Uh, Willow Song like screams like there is this like yeah! and it's like this draconic fury that just erupts from her um anna what you missed is when you had to duck away by the way so willow song pushed you out of the way stepped in sliced this thing across the belly it was so injured from the owls it died but then it erupted into like a pool or burst of an, of acid um it kind of like coats willow song like she kind of holds her hands up and stuff like that um but the owls all need to make a uh, cons- uh, sorry, a dexterity saving throw as they are splashed with acid. What is their dex? It's plus two. Okay. So, First yeah, one four... is a nat 20. These okay, owls pass. are the dope ones down at the these, bottom. These owls are amazing. Yeah. This one gets a seven. Ooh. That was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a cock die, okay? It was sure, a two. I trust you. I'm yeah, going to call course, it. Yeah. I'm going to... Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Twelve... Just passes. Yeah, it's DC 12, so... And this one's six. So that one fails. So so we had... Was that three successes and then one failure? Two success, two fail. Two success, two fail. Those two are covered in acid and it is beginning to burn away at their spiritual forms. At the start of their turn, they're going to take damage unless a creature spends an action to, like, get it off them, basically. Or they mm-hmm. spend an action to get it off themselves. Um, however, cutting back to, in the moment, yeah, we watch as this, like, dragon, like, this assassin... Fires this crossbow, Tarkle goes down. Uh, Willow Song screams out, and then uh, I have a this slight guy... question. Yes, um, when this lizard dragon man assassin walks over to shoot me with a crossbow, do the owls he like leans out of the tower? Like, yeah, do the so he doesn't. Oh, he just has to lean. He doesn't have to do anything else. Okay. He just leans out. <laughs> he just right. like leans out and aims down with his advantage. You have a cleric uh, on your team. You're fine. It's fine. You're yeah, fine. I was just. I wanted to see if the owls can get a uh, an opportunity attack. I wasn't sure if he had to take a step or not. Uh, I will say that no, he doesn't okay. quite. Yeah, he doesn't leave the threat. Um, and then he will disappear into the fog. He just like whoosh, fades back in. Clive of the Wild Mane. Yes. Hello. It is your turn, sir. 
There is currently one of these draconian-looking fellows attacking uh, Azara, uh, mm-hmm. but there is a giant water creature next to Azara, and they seem to have that pretty handily covered. Uh, you can see lots of flaming birds are attacking things, <laughs> including the uh, the tower up above. Um, so uh, mentally, he's just like, "This is awesome." <laughs> uh, how many? So, how many or what enemies are within 10 feet of me? Uh, the one attacking Azara, because you guys okay. were kind of clustered together. So, the creature attacking Azara is right there. And how's how's he looking? Oh, he looks bad. Oh, he's bad. The water spirit broke his ribs. Azara blasted his chest with lightning. Like, he looks rough. Okay. Um. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing at it. Okay. And I'm going to do it recklessly. Okay. I love it. Love to see it. Do, 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 do. Advantage. Okay, that is a uh, 20-something math. That hits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pretty sure this guy's dead. All right. uh, as a point, Clive, when you hit this creature, deal an extra D8 of damage. Ooh. If you're using the Ebon Scorn sword. Well, now that you say that, I might use something. No. Sure. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm going to use <laughs> Ebon Scorn. All right, so let's see. Oh, wait, so it's a D, so it's 2D plus 8. Yes, yes, because you're using, you've got your shield in one hand now, and you're using the sword one-handed, so. And uh, so that would be, wait, I just, I just missed that. You just throw, roll a custom D8, Mm -hmm. so you can just add an extra D8 on for free, and then we'll add another 3. So you currently have 8. Uh, plus three would be 11, so then just roll a D8, and that'll be damage. Oh, I rolled on D&D Beyond? I meant to roll acoustic. Oh, you can roll acoustic. Yeah, okay, go, go nuts. Okay, roll acoustic. I don't, I don't know why. But it was 10. <laughs> it, the total was 10. Plus eight. 18. 18. Uh, you cleave this thing in two, um, and as Ebon Scorn cuts through its flesh like a, a hot knife through butter, acid erupts out covering you, Azara, and the water spirit. I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. Do I see this dexterity say or this effect coming uh, at me? You do, yes. Then you have advanced danger sense. Danger sense. Danger sense. <laughs> I just watched it do it to Agnes. Danger sense. Danger sense. 18. 18's a success. Uh, 15 for me. Okay. Um, and then 7 for my water spirit. The water spirit is covered in acid. Wait, uh, wait. Is it? Hold on. You tell me. It's resistant to acid. Water only. Right. So it's resistant. Oh. It will still take some damage, but it is resistant. But it's, yeah, you can see like in its, in it kind of mixed into its watery form is this putrid black acid now. Um, Eluding it. Yeah, Clive, uh, you just killed it. You still have move and another attack, uh, but I don't necessarily think anything is going to be within uh, movement range of you. Can I start making my way to... You can start climb- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's at the base of this tower, so he's like 20 feet away from you. Easy. Darkle! I'm coming, lad! Rolling, 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 Roll, 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 roll. You get next to him. End turn. (laughs) Realizing I have approached a situation that I cannot help, I just kind of... (laughs) Sure. Look around. Not sure what's going on. Uh, Azara, then Agnes. Yeah. Um, Azara, now with the dragon dealt with, will turn 
to her friends and cast Prayer of Healing up to six creatures. Does that include the owls? Prayer of Healing, unfortunately, is like, I think, a 10-minute cast because uh, it's like an out-of-combat heal. Um, oh, yeah. you're right. I don't yeah. like that. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, Mass Cure Wounds and Mass, mass Healing Word are the combat versions. You've absolutely... I've ruined your day. Ruined my day. Rules... I don't Disco- like that. Well, isn't about rules. I need it's to a, fix It's about that. being cool. I need to fix that later. Then okay. I'm going to... Uh, it's good out of combat. Like, if you don't want to, like, take a short rest, it's, like, yeah, a nice way to, yeah. like, get a bunch of you HP know, back. But that would have been really smart for me to look at before I... No, no, it's, uh, no, it's not. Spell, but I'll fine. change that later. Right now... I am, I am basically wait, Jeremy for Crawford. I'm ruining the game by telling you the rules. Isn't that a thing I can do? Yeah, you can just click the spell on D&D Beyond and it will cast it for you. No, no, no. Quicken. Is that... Quicken spell. Uh... When you cast a spell that has a casting time of one, no, that's that can make it one bonus action. And it's, I think it's a, a spell that is up to a minute. I think you can you can make uh, one. Action. Yeah, when it has the casting time of one action. There you go. Heck, Bam. heck. Okay, that so would be very good. That would be very good. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm still going to quicken a spell. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to use my movement to get over to Tarkal. Okay. And I'm going to cast my cantrip, spare the dying. Okay. Tarkal is no longer making death saving throws. He is yes. stabilized at zero hit points. Yes. Zah. So I'm going to okay. place my hand chastely on his forehead. I think Zara would be like, eh, eh, and then <laughs> pick up here. <laughs> and then, um, so hypothetically, kind of if Azara wanted to Kobe a fireball. <laughs> yes. Up there. Yeah. Would you let me? I mean, yeah, it's it's within the range of the spell. Like, it is 100%, 150 yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah cool. of course. Yeah, of course you can. So whatever you, to, you, you can arc it. Yeah, if, the, yeah, if yeah. your question is, can I arc it? Can yeah, I arc it? Can. So whatever yeah. the uh, the evening star equivalent is of Kobe is, Azara will shout that. I think that's up to Azara. I think Azara <laughs> gets to decide that right now. I don't, um, is there like there's... a stolen champion? <laughs> I think that that's for you to decide. That's yeah. true, not yet. We'll think about that. We'll have a think about that later sure. uh, to sure. be determined. And then I'm going to cast uh, Fireball, Fireball at the All third right. level. Okay. Um, so that's sure. a dex 14. Dex 14. That is a 15. And oh. the figure inside the fog has evasion. So he takes no damage on a successful dexterity saving throw. But what does happen, what does happen, the fire owls, uh, technically they would be affected by the fireball. What? They they are only fire by aesthetic. They are still just summoned owls, I'm afraid. Um, So that's they were fire owls. They're fake creatures, they'll just go home. They'll just go home, yeah. But uh, if I can get some dex saves from uh, from (laughs) Anna... Uh, on on these owls. That's why I was like, oh, fireball, they'll be fine. I love it. But I mean, this is D&D, right? I will say, though, the benefit of the fireball, all that fog burns away, and I will say that it ruins this guy's stealth check. He can't stay stealth when you've just nuked, like, the top of the watchtower. The wooden roof of the watchtower is now on fire as well. Uh, and, like, there's wooden splinters. There's, like, an explosion. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll pay to fix that later. Sure. <laughs> What's uh, the Anna? spell save DC? 14. Uh, 14. One of them passes. <laughs> so the, the, he's going to take half damage, and then the rest of the owls take the full amount. Oof, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't even have this. I'm you sorry, know, I'm just going to roll it on D&D Beyond. Yeah, sure. Uh, These guys have 19 hit points. <laughs> 
I rolled 32. <laughs> well, no. One of, them, one of them's Six, still alive. He's with three hit points left. There's one owl who's like, ooh. I'm so <laughs> sorry. You just watch this like. One, <laughs> one brave coral is still flapping those fiery wings. <laughs> um, but you see the green fog burns away. Um, and while the figure did manage to like uh, avoid the damage, probably by like hopping over the side and like using the wall as cover, they then sort of like flip themselves back in. They're, they're completely revealed they're no longer stealthed and hidden you can all see them up above basically um but yeah anything anything else so quick and spare the dying and then oh uh, quick yeah quick and fireball and then spare the dying now it's my uh water watery boy's turn mm-hmm. um can he climb he's water he can't fly he, he can but it will be at half movement and technically it has to make an athletics check why not he has nothing else to do true um so he has his speed is 40 feet okay so he so, can only go up twenty feet, so he can get to the top of the ramparts. He can he, if he dashes, he'll have to use the action to dash. But he could, yeah, he can in yeah. theory climb up. What's his strength? Uh, eighteen, so plus four. I'll just say that he can do it. I, okay. I think, yeah, I think that strength of eighteen, like it's slow going, but because it's spending its full turn, like move and then dash action, yeah. it basically just like gets up there and, and just gets like to the top of the stands tower, stands in front of the dude, like yeah, it's really like grunting. filling the space. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, cool, uh, Agnes. I know you have yeah. your own flame beast there to deal with. Yes. Um, flame beast. This this flame beast is very cranky right now. <laughs> there. She's just, just watched all those owls be, die. Yeah, going to be I'm sorry, Nisky. <laughs> she's just going to be held. Um I'm going to take out my cool crossbow thingy. Longbow. Longbow thingy. <laughs> sure. And what's the I'm, name of this cool longbow? Does it have a name? Galathir the Guiding Light. Excuse me. There we go. Me. I'm going to take out <laughs> Galathir the Guiding Light. <laughs> Mark like, is like, I, I, I got wrote my cool this, bow. You know, like let's acknowledge <laughs> the name. There's a little bit of that. There's a little I'm bit sorry, of like, sorry, I, I, I gave it a really cool name. It's a very cool thingy. Okay. Um, I have a question. With Path sure. of the Moonlight Shot, Ooh. I can create a bridge. I can create, you know, whatever. Yes. Can it? If it were an incline, could we climb it? Yes, you can. It's exactly Sick. what it's designed for. This kind of shit. Really cool. So yeah. I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna shoot with Galathir the Guiding Light using Path of the Moonlight Shot, which will make um, a five foot ninety foot long incline up to the tower and hopefully hit our enemy. Yeah. Let me just check one thing on this because uh, it's been a while since I made this item, so I just want to check something on its rules. La, 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 la. Because I love rules, guys. I know, I know this is a surprise because uh, I use them to ruin your day all the time. I mean... Uh, so, yeah, you don't actually make an attack. You use your action to create the bridge. Um, oh, okay. And that's, that's the action to do it. But, oh, okay. uh, yeah, you join the two points of light. Any creature... Um, so, friendly creatures basically double their movement along the surface of the bridge as well. So, you move twice as fast when you, you're moving on the bridge. Um, but, yeah, you basically point this up into the upper parts of the tower and you create this, this long silvery light. So, when you pull the bow backs this doesn't have normal arrows when you pull the bowstring back it forms an arrow of light and when you fire it the arrow immediately like becomes like a crescent moon and then as it passes through the air it leaves behind this silvery road that basically makes its way all the way to the top of the watchtower and then beyond um, i point out i point it at it with to clive i'm like clive 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 climb sure um, um and then and owls then- my owls go, so I have 
two poisoned ones and two fine ones on the ground. Yes. So the two acid ones take... Would, would, um, never mind. The two acid acid ones take 11 acid damage, um, and then they can use an action to basically get the acid off, uh, if you want them to. Otherwise, they're going to take that, they're going to take 2d6 acid damage each turn. Um, yeah, they'll take their action to get the acid off. Okay, so two are just going to basically wipe all the acid off. You've still got, so you've got one up in the tower, and then two on the ground. Right, and there's no more threats on the ground. No, no, yeah, yeah, they're all dead. So the two other owls will fly up to the tower. Sure. Um, I, I think they can make it all the way up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, owls have got like a crazy good fly speed. Yeah, 100% yeah. they can. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, 60 feet. Um, and then go, all go the owls. owls are going to try and avenge Tarkal. Yeah, love it. Swipe, swipe, swipe. They will roll. Normal attack, no advantage, no disadvantage on this, I believe. 14, critical yes. fail, and 11. Owls. This this fighter, the ones on the ground clearly weren't um trained for like really you know detailed combat. This half dragon is like docking and dodging and wiving, using his blades to fend off these owls, um, seemingly unfazed by them, unfortunately. Okay. But there is now a clear path uh for Clive, especially, to get his way up to this tower. Uh end of turn, Agnes, end of owls. Yeah. Um, Willow Song will kind of stagger and you can see that like she's having trouble breathing um, she makes her way over to Tarkle and like collapses to her knees um, and like places her hands on him and uh, she kind of like nods at like Azara who used the Spare the Dying um, and then she will use one of her uses of healing uh, for seven uh, ten hit points back to Tarkle. Um, she places a hand and you feel this kind of like green pulse of magic kind of erupt from her. Um, and it, rather than this being like, ho- this isn't like divine magic, Azara, you can immediately tell this is, uh, this is ancient magic. This isn't even like really arcane magic. Um, this is almost like, <clears throat> I would imagine that this is, as she places a hand, sort of like liquids and toxins kind of like seep out of her pores. But those toxins are like healing. Like it's like almost like a, a healing toxin. Um, or like a kind of medical sort of like medicinal healing that she's doing um and yeah 10 hit points back tackle so you are currently at 10 cool. um and that's gonna be that's all she can do uh tackle uh i'm gonna run up this newly created bridge and try to find this <laughs> man yeah i, I love like, it you just pop back up and you're like <gasps> <laughs> and immediately rainbow road up, yeah. up this bridge so you're gonna have to half movement to stand up but then your 15 feet of movement left becomes 30 feet because of the nature of galathir so you get to the top like you don't have to spend any extra movement so almost as you stand on it you feel like your feet become lighter your step elongates and quickens and yeah woo, before you know it you're like on this guy who's like looking up in surprise to see you yeah. alive yeah so i so i surprised him right he didn't know i was coming so it's like a sneak attack almost <laughs> Well, you technically have some bird allies next to him now. Yeah, so, I do. That's right. So no advantage, but you do can, can do sneak attack. Wait, that means I needed my bird. I had bird friends the last time I attacked. I forgot. Yeah, but you had disadvantage because you couldn't see him because of the I fog. I did. Um, 17 plus 8. I know that hits. That hits. Man is yeah. Pathetic that. baby boy. So sneak attack. Uh, 23 damage again. The same Ooh. amount. And then two more poison. So, oh, so four becomes two, yeah? Yes, yeah. 
Nice. So yeah, like as you fly up, you plunge Kiss of Silga like into his chest, and as it pulls out, you see like thick kind of like rivulets of this black green blood, and he is like he's like, ow, ah, that traitor's wench. Um, and he looks at you. He's just like, if I do nothing else, I'll finish you before I die here. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna use my bonus action to disengage and slide yeah. back down the slide uh, to my <laughs> friends. Yeah, just, sure. <laughs> You Can't slide back. You slide back down. He looks over and like just drops the two serrated blades and pulls out the crossbow and is gonna try and once more shoot you in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I was watching all of this happen, is like holds up her hands, ready to cast spare the dying again. <laughs> She's like, I can do it. Natural oh. one seven. Misses. Ooh, so as nice. you're sliding down, I like to imagine maybe like Tarko like spins and like throws Kiss, like, cause you know that he's going to do this now, yes. right? Like he's yeah, done this before. You actually throw Kiss of Silver behind you, which deflects the bolt and like, and then like snaps back to your hand as you slide off at the end. Uh, Clive of the Wildmane. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go to, go to there. So you jump up on the silvery bridge, whoosh. Yep, that looks fun. For sure. You fly up into the air and like, yeah, now this guy is like very confused. Like he sees this lion man just suddenly appear along the silver bridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can I can reach him on this turn, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, I it's start pain swinging. Yep, 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 yep. All right. First reckless old attack. Oh, it's a crit. Okay. Okay. Uh, so don't forget you do an extra D8 of damage because of the weapon, which would be crit, crit affected as well. So you get another, you get 2D8 this time um, mm. on top of your normal damage. Uh, yeah. So 3D8. Well, plus D8 for your normal weapon because it's, you double that as well. So it's 4D8 plus 8. 4D8 plus 8. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Time to do uh, that. Do you have brutal critical as well? Yeah, that's what I was saying. So that's another D8. That's going to be 5D8. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's 1D8 normal, D8, an extra D8 for the crit, another D8 for Brutal Critical, the Dragon Slaying property, which then doubles as well, 5D8. I feel like this man is dead. This man is dead. This man. <laughs> but we just I want, want to know the, the damage. I want... Uh, 32. 32 points of damage. How'd you, how, I mean, how's he go down, man? Like, this is, this is all you now. Like, what do you do? Uh, he's like, he's like crossbow looking down. You've slid up this kind of silvery moon bridge right into his face. How does this go down? I would probably like two hand the sword mm-hmm. and just like looking down at him as he's crossbowing. Be like, oh, off you go then. <laughs> And then just head comes off, like decapitation. We just watch as like this kind of half dragon, half human face kind of flips through the air. The body just kind of slumps to the ground, crossbow kind of clattering to the side. Um, And yeah, just completely, completely finished uh, as you do so. Um, As his body drops... Now that you're all of your attention has been sort of drawn away, you know, you guys have been focused on this fight with these creatures that appeared out of the air, this assassin tackle going down. You can hear the sounds of fighting, um, coming down from the bridge and the entryway into Evening Star. And you can mm-hmm. see that skirmishes have broken out. Only small number of forces, it seems. And it does seem that the Evening Star militia, thanks to the half-constructed walls, you have like Barangon and, and a lot of other characters, kind of Aaron has led people to safety. They are holding 
building their own, um, but you can see uh, that there is at least two pockets of much more intense fighting, um, and a soldier, uh, a dwarven man who you saw go off with Dusk earlier, called Cromvar, uh, I made that up. Cromvar, uh, uh, who you know is one of your soldiers, like uh, one of um, Illis's like better knights. Uh, he is like out of breath. He's like, ah, ah, my lord and lady, ah, blade captain Alyssa. There's some sort of there's some abominations, beasts. When we strike them with our weapons, their their wounds are healing. We need help. Uh, we need you to come and aid us on the bridge. And then there's there's more fighting in in the town itself. Please hurry. Um, and he's gonna call you out to, to come. Azara will turn and specifically look at Tarkal and say, if we can uh, delay for 10 minutes at the very most, I can bring us a little closer to full health and what will aid us better. Are you saying this to Cromvar? You take the sentence yes. to the door? Yeah. He, I mean, you immediately, he, like 10 minutes is... 10 minutes like, is too much. It, he, like, he says, yes. like, we'll do what we can, Magister, of course. I'm just afraid for some of the soldiers. I don't think we'll pull through if we have to wait that long. No, I, I can cast while I run. And... Oh, what uh, is it, like a, like a five-minute jog? Uh, it's, yeah, it's like, it's not far to the bridge, but you won't okay. be able to cast Prayer of Healing when you do it. But you, you can know, cast other healing spells. You can I cast, don't like, have them because I didn't read Prayer of Healing. Wait, I never retconned a religious spell? Can I retcon this healing spell? Yeah, you can have cure wounds. You can have cure wounds prepared. But you have to keep prayer of healing. You have to get rid of another spell. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I the have, devil's I bargain. Oh, there you go. Agnes has got cure wounds. Easy. Okay, but, I mean, if you want to get it too, that's fine. I mean, we that, probably that would help. It, it, would, it would help. It really, and I can't guys, get a prayer of healing. Don't forget, if you guys have potions as well. Like, I was just going to say, are we, can we run through, can we like run through the keep and I just grab potions? Uh, well, you don't, uh, if you have potions in your inventory, those are the potions you have. Uh, Hulda's sw uh, shop is in the town. You, you have to get through these fights to get to Hulda. So. We don't keep any potions in the keep. What kind of nobles are we? Your inventory ones. is your inventory, we're, we're, my sir. We're changing this. Agnes, if you can patch him up just to get to Holda's, then we'll be okay. Patch yeah, you'll have Markle? you'll have at least yeah. um you'll have at least two healing potions at Holda's that you can get. Yeah, are you at like two hit points right now? I'm at ten. I mean, don't worry about me, guys. It's fine. But Let's if, just go save the if people. Willow Song gets hurt, then he's dead too. Yeah, I'm gonna slap him on the back with a cure wounds as we go. Well, I, th I think Willow Song is just like. <clears throat> In this form, I'm going to be a liability. I'm tough and I'm strong, but I, if they hit me, it will injure Tarkal. I should, I should try and secure myself somewhere. Go. Before Can you do, uh, would you just like to max out your healing on the one that you've cursed? I have. I will. And yeah, she's, uh, she would have been doing this anyway. Like Azara I'm says that I, as, you, you as know. she's healing Tarkal because I'm just saying she cares it. about Tarkal. Mm -hmm, uh, she sure. only has a couple of uses of this. Oh, that's pretty good though. 15 from her first, second use. And then her final use for the day is only going to be six, seven, eight, nine. So 15 plus nine, 24 more points. Okay. That's pretty good. But yeah. She's like holding you in, like you feel like this, um, this kind of like, yeah, medicinal sort of liquid kind of coming out of her hands and like entering your wounds. And you watch as some of them begin to slowly mend and heal. Um, and then she's going to feel like a, a Hilda, a Hilda drink. Uh, no, no, it's, no. it's purifying and cleansing. Okay. Um, it, Not it, it's, it's good. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she, she sort of pulls her hands away and she's just like, ah, ah, there's only so much I can do. I'm sorry. That's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Make sure you stay safe. So I stay safe. I will. 
and she'll she'll kind of like she leaves her hands on like your shoulders just a, that touch too long and then she pulls them away and then she's gonna basically begin running towards the main keep um like where you guys reside basically uh for uh, flavor text i just want to note that the water dragon slides down with his arms up down the bridge to <laughs> <Yay! Yay! laughs> cool uh I'm just checking time because I lose track of all time when I'm GMing. Are we are we done? I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's I think about I, that's it. what I thought. Okay. Stop. I think so. I think so. So yeah, this is uh you can see that there's still there's still fights going on. And yes! uh, I harder. will say I will say that the the fight like looking down at the bridge, because it's not that far away, you see two hulking creatures that oh, look yeah. look like almost like a bear and some other kind of like animal has been grafted with like draconic one big giant draconic arm like draconic horns protruding from its face it's like mouth and snout has been sort of half transformed into a draconic version um and this thing looks like bad like it, it looks like some sort of grafted creature and there's two of them and they are like wrecking soldiers like one blow sends like several soldiers flying it's got spears and like swords sticking out of it um seemingly unfazed um, and that's why you, I saved my level six spell for that. Yeah, 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 for yeah, that yeah. right there. Uh, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up for night's viewing style. Woo boy! Woo! Woo! I almost died. This is great. That was a really fun one. Thanks, Mark. That was really you fun. Thank you for one? letting yeah. uh, Azara and thus Mika just rage this whole episode. <laughs> it is, and I, I want to make it clear, like like I love it because I love the drama of it. Like yeah. it, it is like I'm just trying to play the, another like very sassy female character who is oh, yeah. like clashing hard like i love it it's like nothing yeah because the sassier she is the sassier is exactly and and that's the problem is like this is like a dragon who are like incredibly proud and arrogant against Mm -hmm. a a, a draconic sorceress who is very quite quite proud and arrogant yeah so it works really well it's great um they're kind of a bit too similar that's the problem i think uh but yeah, no, it's great. And uh, yeah, Shady, uh, Shady for a long time has been messaging me privately saying like, Mark, what's going to happen? Like, what, what's going on with this? And I said to him, I was like, do you want me to tell you? And he's like, no, but yes, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to find out in game. And now I know that um, the things that everyone said were right are right. And it's I mean, crazy. But, but it's there's crazy. still something there. Yeah, there's still yeah, I mean, like... I mean, like I said to Mark, too, I said, I get that my girlfriend's evil, but it's about the story. You have mm. to just, you got to go with it. I'm but not going to. also, gonna... it's like in Catfish episodes, everybody's mm-hmm. like, look, it's the fact that you lied to me that I can't get over. Right. You yeah, know? Exactly. And, and right. yeah. And yeah. that, this is also a green dragon who are the most manipulative, like deceitful dragons. And like, there's obviously an element of that. But I will say one thing I will say, and I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler. The plan was always that she wasn't going to actually care about Tarkal. And then the way that things have been played and like Shady's RP and stuff, I was like, actually, do you know what? I think that this is going to maybe do some swayage. I think that there's some swayage going on. So this was originally meant to be a long con, like really... Raking you actually under the break my heart and now really hard but i yeah. think that like yeah with the rp and like the way that the characters developed i think that there's maybe still some of that going on but also genuine genuine care so we'll see I how it plays if there's one thing i know is that in order to defy your all-powerful ancient green dragon mom you gotta be feeling something so you're you feeling something you but gotta, for the record gotta... agnes and azara were right yeah, yeah. I Just mean, putting that out that for the never, record. That was never in dispute. That was <laughs> yeah, no that, point. That, that, not even in my DMs with Mark was that in dispute. That's no. not. That's not. Uh, You're like, I know she's evil. 
Yeah, yeah. but the story, you have to do yeah. the story. Sure. Yeah. I know My, that, you know, usually in a story, if your family hates your significant other, you should take it as a red flag, but mine is different. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, listen, we're learning about this evil green dragon that was destined to destroy Cormier anyway. And if not for Willow Song, we would not have any advantage of this information. So honestly, if we, if we ignore right. the trees and look at the forest, this right. boy, be a pretty tough I don't need to do anything. He's selling it for me. I, don't need to say nothing. <laughs> I love it. No, thank you guys. It's always a pleasure playing with you. You guys are such a great, great uh, group to play with. I'm super glad you enjoyed the episode and the fight. We're going to have a couple more. Uh, one thing I never do enough was like chaining together smaller encounters. I'm giving that a go um, to kind of, yeah, see how things go. Um, but that was nice and fun. Uh, let's do quick, very quick shout outs, uh, starting with Mr. Nate Sharp. Oh, that's me. I'm Mr. Nate Sharp. You can uh, find me uh, streaming on Twitch Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, unless I decide not to keep that schedule. Twitch.tv slash Nate wants to be TL. Uh, I choose Mika. Uh, hi, my name is Mika Burton. You can find me everywhere at Mika Burton, or you can watch me horseback ride on Instagram at Mika Strides, or you can find my dog at Rainy's Wild Shape. She's cute. I like her. Um, everything, literally everything I'm working on right now is under NDA. So I, I, I yeah, literally as of today, I like, I haven't tweeted in like three days because I have nothing to talk about. So I'm going to tag Anna. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Anna. You can find everything about me at AnnaProcer.com. Uh, something new I've been doing is I have a weekly recurring show called Cup Dates with Christina Wolfgram. It's been dubbed Calm Chaos or Chaos and Chill, and it's just a slightly comedy, slightly hang out with friends, come have your morning coffee and chat about whatever you feel like chatting about. Um, it's streaming on both of our channels, Wednesdays at 1130 or thereabouts, um, Pacific Time. And you can also find my dog, who is the cutest thing about me, at Happy <laughs> Nizki, Happy N I Z K I, on Instagram. And I tag Shady. Hi, guys. I'm Shady. You can find me on Twitter.com slash ShadyPenguin, but I don't really do much there. So you can find me at Twitch.tv slash ShadyPenguin, where I stream a lot and I yell at Pixels. And uh, most oh. songs written by Matt Thiessen still hold in 2022. What? And it's How have we not talked about this? Well, it's kind of wild. I, they hold. They're very good. I and don't know where this came from, but we need to talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, and you guys should listen to it. So go do that. <laughs> um, and then I uh, am happy to be here. I tag Mark. Thanks, man. Uh, I don't know who that person is. Um, listen, you can find me Sherlock underscore Humes on pretty much most of the places of the internet. Mainly on Twitter is where I'm hanging out. Oh, that's where I mainly post about stuff. You can also check out my other D&D show, High Rollers D&D. It's my baby. Five years we've been doing it. We're in a very epic level, high level campaign. We've got a new studio. We're building it out. It's going to be super exciting this year. Um, potentially starting up our third campaign this year as well. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, the last thing is uh, on Twitch, I have uh, started a sort of alter ego called Basic Lich, uh, who you can see every Friday on my stream, where I will look very different. Uh, and you can come check that out. And that's a lot of fun. That's been a lot of fun talking about gender stuff and all that kind of good good stuff to play around with. So come and check that out. Um, and that's it. That's it from all of us. Uh, thank you, White Text Friend. Um, and yeah, we will see you all hopefully very soon as more episodes come out. Take care. Bye-bye.